Hello guys, Jonathan here from Arcade Repair Tips. We would just like to take a moment and thank you for listening to the audio replay of the live show here on the podcast feed. We'd also like to remind you to join our live show on the first Thursday night of every month at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. It's always a great time and we enjoy interacting with people just like you in our live chat. So be sure to make plans to be there for the next one. Remember also that we have an after show that takes place immediately after the live show. And if you'd like to listen to the audio from that, you will need to check it out on our YouTube page, which can be found at youtube.arcaderepairtips.com. So let us continue on with a short word from our sponsor, and then we'll get to the episode. Broadcasting from their world headquarters in Texas, it's the Arcade Repair Tips Live Show. The show that discusses arcade repair, restoration, news, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Tim and Jonathan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 70 of the Arcade Repair Tips Live Show for December 2022. My name is Jonathan Leung. I'm the producer, director, and editor here at the Arcade Repair Tips video series. And joining me today, as always, is Mr. Arcade Repair Tips himself, Tim Peterson. Tim, how you doing? Good. You know, it feels good. To, um, we, we may get a few extra people because they're not used to me being early. That's true. Last time I was a little late. Yeah, you actually <laughs> got over here before I did today. Right. Like, so that tells you something right there. So, so we're actually sure. on time tonight. Right. So I'm excited for the show tonight. Uh, thanks for everybody for joining us and uh, looking forward to having a good the Can Christmas I say something show. about your shirt? Yeah, yeah I your got, shirt here. I got my, I'm in the Christmas spirit already. Doesn't feel like it should be December first, though. No. I, uh, somebody said Merry Christmas today, and I was like, it, it just sounded. I'm like, I guess, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I put up my Christmas lights on Monday and Tuesday of this week, and I'm behind. Yeah. Okay. Like everybody else had theirs up for like weeks, I, and so I'm like, I gotta get these things up. God. Right. But then, I, then t- today's December first, so I got my Christmas lights up before December first. Feeling good about that. You got. So. We don't have our Christmas tree up yet. Do no, you? Oh, we do. Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we, we don't have our Christmas tree up yet, so we're behind. Yeah, it's December 1st, you're fine. <laughs> so, well, here's the thing, you only get so much enjoyment out of it, right? Right. So, I mean, you got to put it up kind of early. But I'm a I'm a traditionalist when it comes to that, mm-hmm. like not before Thanksgiving. So Not you, before Thanksgiving. Well, have you heard of the Christmas closet now? No. People are getting these really tall closets made, so you just shove your tree in, roll it in there, and roll it out. That's pretty easy. So that's what we have at work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're getting we're getting distracted, mm-hmm. but this is the holiday special, Tim. This is the December right. episode. So for you guys who have not watched one of our holiday specials before, Tim, what do we always do on holiday specials? Well, we always wish everyone a Merry Christmas, that's and true. we gift have gifts, gift give. exchange, gift exchange. So. Exactly. So coming up after our main section of questions tonight, we will be doing a gift exchange between me and Tim. And so I've got his wrapped over here. He's got mine over there. And so I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to see what you got me. So it's always fun to do that. Mm. Uh, we also have a lot of great questions from you guys. A couple of updates from the last show, Tim. Yeah, which is always I good. noticed those were really... And like, I... so you got a Krampus shirt? Yeah, is I got Santa. Let's see if I can stand up. So it's Santa versus Krampus. So Krampus is like Donkey Kong up there. Santa's like making his way up. And he's going to 
climb up and rescue. There you go. <laughs> so I well, have a reindeer game shirt on. I'll see you. And um, the game that they're playing here, I know it's kind of hard to see, is Foggy Flight. Foggy Flight. Foggy Flight. Okay. Rudolph's uh-huh. playing it there. So uh, uh, reindeer games. Right. Okay. So anyway, let's look over at the live chat real quick, see who all is here. David Brantley says, let's go, Tim. All right. Uh, we've got Encore, Encore's Arcade says, class is in session. Yes, it is. We are ready to go on that. Delusional's Arcade is here. He says, hi, everybody. Real Hammer Billy Lee is here. Hey, hey, what's up? Current Phonograph is here. He says, Christmas greetings, everyone. Regular Show is here. It's Thursday, December already. No Christmas music before Thanksgiving. That is right. Now, <laughs> Christmas music's okay. Okay, I'm okay with Christmas music because right. I listen to Christmas music sometimes randomly throughout the year. Okay. okay, but but Christmas decorations are a different thing. Like okay. I can listen to a Christmas song, and the thing about a Christmas song is that once the Christmas song is over, you forget about it. But when you put up decorations, it's a constant sight, right? It's like you are establishing that it is now Christmas. Yes. So Christmas music comes and goes. Christmas decorations are here until you take them down. No so. Christmas movies before Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving night. Music. Yeah, I do Christmas you gotta, movies early. You gotta start them, right? Yeah, I was about to say, in fact, we'll talk about a Christmas movie that I saw recently in the after show. So yeah. a couple Same of them. here. Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. of them. So. Um, Geek Light 08 is here. He says, hello, everyone. Made it in time for a change. Glad you're here. We made it in time for a change. So, um, it is a change. But we are excited to be here, guys. We're excited to be here for the December episode. And we've got our Christmas stuff on and we're ready to go tonight. Now, before we get started, we do want to remind you guys, of course, that if you're watching this live, you can interact with us during the show in the live chat. So uh, and like we already mentioned some of the people who are in there right now. But we do want you to uh, have any, if you have any questions or comments about anything that we're saying or anything that you would like to chime in on, please leave a message in the live chat for us tonight. We'd be happy to address those as they come up. Uh, and Tim, the first thing we're going to start off with, though, is not a question, but an update. And I, we saw that Regzer Show is in, t- in the house tonight, so right. um, he gave us an update on the question from the last live show, Tim. Awesome, Now, you may Thank remember, you. yeah, he was having a um, issue, kind of an issue with his Donkey Kong. He had put this Mr. Video card on the yes. top of it so he could do video broadcasting with it, but the voltages were a little wonky when he did that. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and read Regzer Show's update here, Tim, on the outline. He says, I was able to test properly... Uh, I first added a separate power cable to the other board. After that, I tested spots on the board you said, which we taught, we taught him, we showed him how to test the individual chips to right. make sure that you're getting um, voltage at the board. Uh, he says, I'm getting about uh, 0.15 to 0.2 volts DC lower on the board than on the power supply. This is common right. because, you know, board does drain off a little bit of that voltage, right? Tim? Right. So it's very common for you to get a little bit lower on the board than what you do on the power supply. I was able to lower the power supply to 5.2, and so far, I still get a stable picture on the arcade and on the Mr. Video Capture. Thanks for the help. I'll let you know if something goes wrong. And, Tim, you can see what he has here. It looks like he's got the arcade shop switching power supply adapter there. Uh-huh. Uh, on the top picture, and then you can see the Mr. Video card that he has in the bottom picture there, yeah. where he's actually got it hooked up. It looks like the harness is off of the Mr. Video card there, but just to kind of let you know what that looks like. And it's a pretty cool setup. Yeah. And if you guys are going to be playing games, of course, and broadcasting those games over Twitch or over other streaming services, then something like the Mr. Video card is very handy to have, so people can watch you do what do your thing. Right. So, and if you're as good as Regzer's show is, he's a lot better than I, I am. I so. He's a lot better player than we are. <laughs> so, exactly. So if Nobody you, wants to watch me. Right. So, if you want to go for high scores, it's always fun to be able to share those in real time with people. The camera over the shoulder thing is kind of, you know, it's it's old school uh-huh. now compared to the actual direct capture for sure. So if you can do the direct capture, I think your audience will really appreciate it. But we're glad to hear that Regzer Show got all that set up. Tim, I think he was running about 5.4 before that. Right. So the fact that you got down to 5.2 to me is more of an acceptable range. What do you think? I think so. We were, we were, we were talking about trying to get it closer to 5.1 or something. It sounds like... It's working. He's still in the chat room, so uh, it's Greg, right? Yes. Greg, and you can let us know if um, 
if you're still having any issues or still running okay. Uh, but yeah, he's, you could do TikTok videos with my whole gameplay. Yeah, it would be like a short, you know, it'd be like, this is how you get killed really quick. Yeah, exactly. How, how to lose your money. Now, one of our first videos here on our channel, Tim, was of Doug Lowry. Do you remember Doug yes, Lowry? And I do he, remember Doug. Uh, he shows his, he, he, we basically put a camera over his shoulder at the Texas Pinball Festival one year, and he plays Wizard of War, which right. is the game that he was famous for getting high scores on. Uh, Tim, one of our favorite games. We love right. Wizard of War. It's a very good game. So, uh, if you haven't seen that video... Go way back in the archives of our channel. You can check that out and get some tips from Doug on how to get a really good score on Wizard of War. But it's really fun to watch those, Tim, because it helps me develop strategies, too. I've gotten better at a lot of arcade games because I watch people who are better than me play. I think right. uh, Kicks is a great example of something. When me and Tim first started playing, uh, we really didn't know how to accomplish a lot of the stuff or how to really get the maximum points. Then we watched some people who were better than us play it, and you kind of adopt some of those strategies as you go, right? Yeah. And so Wizard of War was like that. Tron was like that. I watched Stan play Tron a lot. And so now I've gotten at least decent at Tron. I can get past the first couple boards pretty easily now. But when you watch people play at high levels, then you can kind of adapt some of those strategies to your game too. Right. So it's I remember Michael Jordan talk about always playing against people that were better than him. Right. Uh, but at some point, who who could he play against, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, he, he, he ran out of people to play. But. Right. So definitely that always helps. And so like if you're ever interested in getting a high score in a game, just watch some of these videos that these people put out of the high scores. Tim, I'm in the uh, Galaga group on mm -hmm. Facebook that has a lot of people who are always trying for high scores, and you can watch some of their strategies as well. It's good stuff. So, And regular show, uh, Greg does say, yes, it is working great. Thank so, you. There you go. So, okay, so that's the update from Greg, Regzler Show. Uh, Tim, we had a share from TexJYT, who, of course, Tim, as you know, is one of our regulars here on yeah, the show. Jay, so right. Yeah, uh, yeah TexJYT. Okay. So, TexasJYT, I think is what it is. And YT, of course, YouTube. So, yeah. probably just J. <coughs> okay. But he says James, I think is how he uh, signed this, Tim. But he okay. had a share, and I really just want to throw this out there, because I thought he did a really good job on this. It's not a traditionalist restoration of a Miss Pac-Man, no, but I think, I think you'll agree it looks pretty sharp. So, let's go ahead and show this real quick. Hey guys, I love the show. I just finished my Miss Pac-Man refurb mod and wanted to share with you guys. When I bought the game, she was in pretty bad shape. But I had an image in my head of what I wanted to do with the refurb. I have done several Miss Pac-Man refurbs before and I tried to keep it origi as original as I could. But I wanted this one to be unique. Let me know your thoughts. I'm sure the purist will probably not like it, but that's okay. And Tim, <laughs> we've always talked about this. It's like, hey. you can ask us our opinion. Right. We'll tell you what we think you should do. But here's the thing. It's ultimately your arcade cabinet. Okay, so you should do what you want to do with it. So there you go. Um, let's go ahead and show this. Now, here's some before pictures here, Tim. And as you can see, she's in rough shape. shape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, the artwork on the sides is not bad, I would say. It right. is faded, for sure. Um, but perfect, I mean, able to be restored, probably, if you wanted to go that route. Now, as far as the bezel goes, Tim, it's starting to go. Right. So, bezel's <laughs> kind of out of the question there. Um, and the bottom is pretty busted up. Okay, I like and, how he replaced that bottom. Looks really good. Yeah, and I don't think he showed us the before, but it was in pretty rough shape. Um, mm. at, at, he may have, and I just didn't put him on here. Sorry about that, uh, James, if I didn't. But um, you can see that he removed the bottom of the cabinet, Tim, putting new wood bottom on, and then they sanded down the artwork mm -hmm. on the mispack and got it flat. You can see him there. It looks like him and his buddy there with the sander and everything. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> Tim, we've been... Taking a break for a second. Yeah, I was about to say, we've done that before. Now, Tim, here's his restoration. So here's the after from him. And I want you to see this. I think it looks really sharp. So he went with kind of the blackout style. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so um, where where you normally have like that dark blue kind of color, you get that um, you get that black color instead, mm-hmm. and I think it really makes it pop. He also went with the you'll see like the LED buttons and the LED underlighting. I see that. I really like the underlighting. Yeah. I was actually thinking about doing that to mine. Yeah, which really make it kind of really sh- it really makes it kind of cool looking, especially if you've got a dark game room where you've got uh, where you can have all the lights and everything like that. But Tim, I, I think this looks uh, incredible, amazing, just a really great job here by James on this on this. Uh, kind of restoration but overall kind of a uh, almost a refurbishment in a different style with that blackout style yeah so overall what do you think tim and it looks like the original monitor is in there which is something we yeah. always appreciate <laughs> as well so what do you think of this restoration from james overall i think it looks fantastic and thanks james for sharing that you know sometimes um one thing that we we don't we talk about repairs a lot but restoration is really kind of how we got started and I like to mod and do things like that. This is right up my alley with things that I would do to my own personal games. Um, I get it when some people want to keep on original and stuff, but that looks fantastic. Great job, James. Thank you for sharing. I think it's really cool to see all the amount of work that you put into that. And uh, definitely uh, was awesome. In fact, I, I need to ask you where you got the pink light. I kind of like that idea maybe about doing something like that even to mine. I like lights things that accentuate but um great job and what is a we'll have to ask the chat room what you guys think about his work and by all means if you want to send us something similar we'd love to see your work see what you guys are doing uh some of you are probably way better at painting and stuff than we are i think we've we've uh gotten pretty good over the years but we're definitely not experts and i love to see high quality work done like that i think it's fantastic Absolutely. I thought it was really well done. So thanks for sharing that with us, uh, James. Text JYT, as uh, we know you here in the in the room. Tim, a couple of comments here. Um, we got Razor Show says, I got good at Donkey Kong by watching Robbie Laitman. So okay. if you guys want to get better at Donkey Kong, you may watch some of those videos. He also says it looks really good. Like the black. I like the black, too. It gives it a little bit of a different feel than what you get with a regular Miss Pac-Man. And here's the thing. It's not different enough that I don't feel like I'm playing Miss Pack. Right. I think you can take the modding to a really big extreme and kind of get kind of get um, carried away with it sometimes. Do you remember the Dracula pinball that was in like the coffin, Tim, that we yes. used to see? I mean, that's really cool looking and everything, but I don't know if I'd want that in my house necessarily, right? Okay. right? Um, so I think you can get almost too modded to where I'm like, I'm not sure. It's a great showpiece. I may not want that necessarily in my mm-hmm. game room, but I feel like this is a very tasteful version of this, yeah. if you will. So oh, it really looks nice. This game. Uh, let's see. Encore's Arcade says it's very inspiring. Delusional's Arcade looks great. Uh, or looks like Joe Sasbo's Midnight Miss Pac-Man artwork, and it probably is there. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, yeah, looks like. Okay. And he says he has a centipede black version as well. Yeah, and I've seen this artwork in a couple mm-hmm. different places, Tim, so you guys can get it if you want to, but it looks... Um, it looks really nice here, and like I said, I think it, I'm going to put it up here one more time just so you guys can see it again if you're coming in late. But I, I really think, kind of the before here, you can definitely tell that there there was a lot of uh, damage to this, and it needed a little, it needed some repair, some actual cabinet repair, Tim, along with some uh, the artwork styling as well. So I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a uh, just put artwork on it kind of thing. He definitely right. did all the work. Well, definitely, if you go to our theme, uh, fix the game, play the game. I think that's actually high quality fixing a game right exactly so fixing the game not only is electronics it's about taking making sure all the lights work everything works as normal and then um if you want to add your own spin or whatever on it i think that's cool 
Absolutely. So, uh, James, thanks for sharing that. Really nice. Really looks great. And uh, look forward to you know seeing something else from you. If you've got you know if you've got something else, please let us know. Or if some of you guys, like Tim mentioned, want to share some of your uh, restorations mods or whatever you have on your cabinets, please uh, feel free to do that. Our email is always open at questions at arcaderepairtips.com. So. Okay, Tim. Well, we got all the updates out of the way, so let's go ahead and move into some questions, shall we? So the first one we have is from Nicholas, and Nicholas says, Hi, we recently bought a second-hand 20-year reunion Miss Pac-Man and Galaga machine. Everything seems to be working, with the exception being that we're never able, or we've never been able to get to the test menu, or get the test menu to appear. I understand that pressing the button on the back would make it appear, but it doesn't seem to trigger the menu. Wondering if you have any tips. I couldn't see any previous answers on this issue on your site, but if there are, feel free to share a link. Thanks in advance, Nicholas. Now, Tim, I think we actually talked about this uh, maybe last show or the show before last. Maybe so. Where we have these test switches that aren't working, and so if the test switch is not working a lot of times, um, there may be something wrong with the button, I think is what we talked about, right? Right. So you want to go ahead and elaborate on that for us? Well, Nicholas didn't say where he's from. It could be from the North Pole, since we are doing the Christmas. That's true. Christmas. So, Nicholas, we want to say that, yeah, it's very common for these switches to actually fail. Most of them are just a, a very cheap switch. There's not a lot of electronics involved, and that thing has probably been hit and moved when you're moving the game around and stuff. So, check the switch itself. It's, you can check it with a meter and see if you have continuity when you push the button off a couple of the legs or things, but a lot of times you just physically look at it and tell. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes they go bad and you can't really tell. And uh, so you can just jump her across the two wires. Uh, it's, a lot of times we'll use like a paper clip or something. Or you can literally take the two wires off and just momentarily touch them together. See if that switches your screen, then you'll know. Um, uh, when we had games on a route, sometimes we would just, uh, put a button in instead of that switch and you could just hook it up to the button. And every time you press the button, we do the same thing. So it's not very uncommon for probably it's either two things, either the switch is bad or the wires to the switch. There's not much else that's going to cause this for the most part. So those are the two areas that they would probably, uh, highly recommend that you look at first absolutely tim so with that said i'm just going to go ahead and throw up the slide because i think tim pretty much covered this so it's pretty common for test mode buttons to fail like tim mentioned they're pretty cheap overall typically and so they're not made for you know a whole bunch of presses and over time they just seem to die so there are um there are typically small buttons that tend to wear out quickly like we're talking about in order to get into the test mode when this button fails you can remove the button activation and ground terminals from the switch and touch them together. Boom. This should simulate a button press to the game. Tim also mentioned just putting like a regular uh, cherry switch or push button in there, right, Tim? Mm -hmm. And then just hooking that up. You can do that as well. That should work. So if it doesn't work, so like let's say you take the uh, terminals off, you try touching them together and we're still not getting test mode, then one or both of the wires connected to the button could be disconnected. Trace the wires back to their sources and make sure they are connected properly to your harness. Now, Tim, I have a link here that really doesn't have anything to do with uh, this particular question, but it does have a lot to do with the 20-year anniversary mm -hmm. of Pac-Man. This is the Pac-Man Easter egg page from BMI Gaming. And Tim, there are some different mm -hmm. things that you can do on this cabinet that a lot of people don't know. Apparently, right. you can play the original Pac-Man if you thing. know the combination. Yes, I was going to say that um, you, we had one of these not long ago in the shop. Right. And uh, Mike Page came over. And he sat down and he starts pushing buttons in this combination. And the next thing you know, I'm like... What are you doing? As many times as we've worked on one, 
I never knew all these Easter egg tricks and stuff. But it's kind of like the old uh, Nintendo's up, up, down, left, right, back, back, whatever it is. Some some guys in the uh, live chat probably know it exactly. But yes, if you did not know, there are some extra games and different things that you can play. And uh, on a commercial, when you can go sit down, he goes, oh, I do it all the time. And I was like, I never knew. Yep. So that BMI Gaming page has some of those that you can try out. So if you have a 20-year... Uh 20th anniversary uh, Miss Pac-Man Galaga cabinet. You may try try some of those out. We put the link down below, Tim. Even though it's Christmas, we'll talk about some Easter eggs, right? All right. So there you go. So raise your hand in the chat room if you uh, didn't know, if you learned something new today or if, you, <laughs> there you go. or if you've been knowing this and I was like the last person. You ever, <laughs> you ever feel dumb sometimes? You're like, I did not know this. Or kind of like one of those memes. I was today years old when, when, I, I, learned, found, yeah. when I learned this. I did not. I blew my mind the first time he done that, and I'd worked on dozens of them before that. Never knew. There you go. So yeah, so you guys check those out. It's really cool stuff. You can find all of the uh, you can find all the little Easter eggs and stuff on that page. Um, but for the most part, Tim, I think we covered Nicholas's question well. Now Rexer chimed in. Do some games require you to wait until the full game loads to get into the test menu? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, most of the time, it's pretty instantaneous, or you got to do it. Up on power up. Yes. Like a lot of games, you have to hold the button while you turn the game on. This could be like, like that case. Like you may not just, be, if it's a switch, like you throw or, or you move it over. Think of like inside a Miss Pac Man game where you actually the slider. slide it right. and turn it on. You can, then you have to power it off, power it back on. Some of them are actually push buttons you got to hold in. I think a lot of 60 and ones are like that. And then turn the game on while you're pushing it. Right. So, or flip the dip. Or flip the dip or whatever it is. So um, it could be, and, and just because it's a 20, I mean, a, uh, a reunion game, it may not be a dedicated reunion game, too. So keep that in mind. Right. It could be something somebody just put in a cabinet or whatever. Um, so there, there can be a couple of little varieties in there. Thank you for mentioning that. Uh, so there, there is some different varieties of different types of the way you do it but most for the most part um there should be something that's not that difficult to play around with but i have seen some that you had to i know if you do that on a lot of games without it's basically kind of like a dip switch right and if you do it in the middle of the game or when it's on it won't work but it should work once you turn the game off and try it again it should recognize that that switch is in the other position Absolutely. So it just depends on the game. That's probably the it best really does. Right there. And the cabinet, and some to some extent. So any other um, any other comments about Nicholas's test mode button question? No, we can covered? we can move on. Okay, sounds good. So Nicholas hopefully answers your question, and uh, good luck getting into the test mode of your twentieth anniversary Miss Pac Man Galaga cabinet. Tim, obviously one of the most popular cabinets we've seen um, outside of just the individual games themselves, right? Like Galaga yeah. and Miss Pac Man. So for sure, a lot of people like those. So. Okay, Tim. Well, let's go ahead and go to this next question from Brian. I'm going to throw it up here. Hello, I have a 2004 Silver Strike Bowling Arcade in my man cave. I believe it has a 27-inch monitor. It is super dark and now has rainbow colors across the screen and it's flickering. I was wondering if you can tell me if I can just replace it with an LED LCD modern monitor instead of a big heavy CRT screen or am I in over my head? Thank you for your time. Brian. Now, Tim, he sent a picture, and you can oh, see the good. picture here. Um, so we're getting a little bit of rainbow here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
Um, so this is actually where the title comes from. I said red and green across okay. the screen. It's actually rainbow, but you know, I was trying to go with the Christmas thing. Right. So it, red and green across the screen, kind of kind of like what we're getting, more of a rainbow effect. But um, you can also see that it's kind of crooked. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's the bezel or if it's the yoke, but we definitely have some sort of crookedness to the picture. He also says it's super dark, but we're really not getting the super darkness here. It looks pretty good as far as, as, far as um, what we have here on the photo. What do you think? Right. Well, immediately when... I saw the picture. I thought it needed decals, and but then, like you said, with it shifted a little bit, that made me think maybe some yoke was kind of messed up on it. Sure, and it, I think it's a combination. Right. I mean, I, so overall, what do you recommend for uh, Brian here on this uh, Silver Strike Bowling Tim? Well, it you know he asked can, the the question he asked was can he replace it with LCD, and we'll get to that. Yes, but of course. In our opinion, we would rather you fix the screen that's on there. It doesn't. It looks very repairable, and uh, so to in order to repair that, sometimes uh, just could be some yoke repositioning, and then it needs decals. Sometimes uh, we have several videos that talk about that and stuff. So you might need to get a degaussing cool and and go around it. That may cure a lot of those issues. So I would definitely do that. First thing. That's the first thing I would do is degauss it. Now, if you still got some skewedness in your picture and colors seem kind of weird, uh, we always recommend turning the game, trying to look at a different way. Um, the rebar in your concrete will cause that. We found that out years ago. We couldn't figure out what was going on with our game and just rotated at 90 degrees and everything looked beautiful. Uh, so you may try that. And then you may have a monitor issue where even if everything is lined up and stuff right, it just doesn't look right. Maybe we talk about that later. But for most of the time, uh, this is something that's going on with the magnetism, I guess you would say, of your monitor and stuff. And that can usually be fixed pretty easily. Right. So uh, let's talk about let's talk about the replacement. So obviously, replacement is an option, right? Yeah. So what is it? What would he need to do if he wants to do that? Well, he asked, you know, can he get a? You can buy still used monitors, and or he could send his chassis off and have it rebuilt. On this one case, though, it probably wouldn't do much good because the problem's not necessarily in the chassis itself. It's more with the yoke and stuff, in my opinion. And the tube. So and the tube, or he has an issue. So you would have to replace the whole monitor, um, and. We don't have a problem with going with LCD. They look fine. In fact, they look great in a lot of games as long as the bezel fits. And we also recommend that you get a official arcade LCD uh, screen from one of our manufacturers that produce them for arcade games, not just like a TV or something you put in there from Walmart. Yeah. Now, you can go that route. I mean, you can go the TV route. We just don't like to, um, if you really want to. You can go with the video converter board, Tim, like the Gombas uh, that we've talked about in the past. But um, overall, if you're going to do a replacement, better to go with the commercial-grade arcade quality LCD. <laughs> yeah, right? and I would also check the voltage and stuff and make sure that that is in line, too, because I have seen some wonky stuff just from weird voltage issues or um, bad AC uh, power and things, not very clean. Um, but I'm, I really would work on fixing this screen first or at least attempting it before I would replace the monitor. Sounds good. So I'm going to go ahead and throw out the outline scene here, Tim, so you guys can see it. So let's start by discussing how to repair your current CRT, okay, instead of doing the replacement first. It looks like you're having some yoke positioning and degaussing issues, like Tim mentioned. The yoke positioning can be solved by turning the game. Now, we're thinking yoke positioning because of the way the bezel is aligned with the picture, mm-hmm. but it may be that the bezel is misaligned too. Um, we can yeah, see both. Yeah, could be. 
But if you haven't touched the bezel, and the bezel on games like this, Tim, typically just kind of sit like on in like a little groove. Uh-huh. And so like usually the bezel does not move much, okay? Especially the plastic bezel like that. So a lot of times this would be a yoke positioning kind of thing. And so you can physically adjust the yoke and kind of give that turn, which should bring the picture into, like I said, into alignment. And then, um, so you can do that off. You can turn off the game, discharge the monitor, physically rotate the yoke until the picture is level. On the degaussing, make sure the degaussing coil on your tube is plugged in and well positioned. Correct. Tim, I don't think you mentioned that. I didn't mention that. Good. So um, there's a nice little wire that's usually wrapped in black. Looks like electrical, electrical tape. tape. Uh-huh. Looks like electrical tape, but it's uh, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But um, it's usually wrapped around your tube, and so that is your internal degaussing coil, Tim, as mm-hmm. you know. So and it usually has two wires that hook onto the chassis. When the game powers up, typically that <coughs> degaussing coil activates, right? And uh-huh. so with that activation, that gets rid of any magnetism effects that may be affecting your tube. If that is not hooked up, a lot of times it means you won't your tube will not automatically degauss, and so you may have issues with that. So make sure that that is plugged in and well positioned. And like Tim mentioned, you can also use an external degaussing coil to help with this problem and we do have a post on using a degaussing coil so check that out and then replacement is also an option like tim mentioned now you could get this fixed but if it's a tube issue chassis repair won't help you obviously but if you want to go the lcd route you can also go that way and um, commercial grade arcade quality lcd with converter built in that automatically takes the rgb signal tim so that way you don't have to have a video converter board tim mentioned checking the voltage um and delusionals arcade tim also mentioned that over in the live chat okay tim can't see your live chat guys i have to read them oh, okay. because yeah. i was about to say it's i too. couldn't see them with my good glasses on but both you guys had a really good point so okay. make sure you do that now he also says measured at the eprom which we talked about on the last episode tim. right so if you if you want to go back and check our last episode we have a um we have a we talked about how to check voltages at the EEPROM. Uh-huh. So make sure you go back to our last live show episode if you want to check that out. But yes, power can affect this as well. Yeah, I just happened to think about a certain instance where I had a game and I thought I, it wouldn't degauss. I couldn't figure out what was wrong and it ended up being low, that may, low okay, power. And that may have been actually on a different issue, Tim, now that I'm reading that. Sorry about that. So, um, and somebody says, doesn't Silver Strike have a VGA out? This is regular show setting in the menus to change to LCD. It may. Um, different Silver Strike bowlings, it depends on the year. Right. So a 2004 is new enough that I do think that this may have a VGA output on the board. If that is the case, the manual for the game will show you that and which dip switch to flip. Right. So make sure you check that. If you do, if you do that, Tim, you may not need necessarily an RGB style 15 kilohertz LCD monitor. You may be able to get away with just a computer monitor because be it already has the video conversion on the board. So I mean that that would be easier for you, obviously. Or you could get away with a cheaper model than the one than buying the commercial grade one that we recommend. So something to think about. Um, so anyway, Tim, anything else for Brian here before we move on? Well, also make sure that your speakers that are, if they're anywhere near your monitor, they're shielded. Cause sometimes we saw those in the old area 51 cabinets. We would, they would give us fits and they would sometimes look like that because they were too close to the, uh, speakers. Yeah. Or an overhead speaker sometimes. Right. Shielded that. speakers are very important as well. Now, if this is something that cropped up recently, probably not that, right, Tim? But probably if it's not. something that you've had, if it's an ongoing problem, then definitely need to check that as well so i think we'll leave it there brian hopefully it answers your question and good luck with your repair on your silver strike bowling game so um that was on jumping general's question that i think uh delusionals arcade was chiming in tim he says hey guys i have a robocop pcb board with lines across the screen when playing can this likely be fixed hopefully it's a quick board fix and this is where delusional said check voltage on the power supply measure at the eprom yes Yes. so do this make sure that you're getting good voltage through there um and Guys, on old boards, just check for... 
socketed chips and bad solder joints on chips. Golly, mm-hmm. happen all the time. So uh, make sure that you just kind of do a visual inspection of your board. We talk about this, Tim, in our video on inspecting an arcade board, how mm-hmm. you can go around and just kind of do some you know general troubleshooting and see how things are going. So you may want to just kind of go through there. But checking voltage is always the first thing you recommend. ASAP, Tim, right? Yeah, always start at power. Yes, ASAP, guys. So always start there. Okay, Tim, I think we're caught up here. We will continue on with our NFL Thursday night football game, pregame. Okay. And <laughs> so who's playing tonight? Bills? I think the Bills, and I can't remember who. Nobody watches it. So yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't I, I don't watch it. And I don't know, like, I, I feel like there's a whole contingent of people that can't figure it out. Obviously not our audience. If you're watching this on YouTube, mm-hmm. you figured out. <laughs> you figured out video right. streaming. But I feel like there's a whole contingent of people who may not be able to figure out that there's Thursday night games on Prime Video. Right. So, which is crazy. I haven't watched one, though. All season. Me either. Yeah. Not a Thursday night. So, no. But here's the good news is that we will be done before the game starts, hopefully. So, hopefully so. You, at least with the arcade portion. So you guys can enjoy the game or you can hang out with us while we watch the game or whatever. So, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Thursday night NFL uh, kickoff, pregame. There you go. So mm-hmm. anyway, now, Tim, before we move on, we will talk a little football on the after show, but we're very proud of the Dallas Cowboys right now. They're doing very so. well as a team. And we'll talk more about that in the after show, right? Right. Better than my college team. There you go. So, <laughs> okay. With that out of the way. Let us move on, Tim. We have another Miss Pac-Man Galaga cocktail, but I'm our, our combo. I don't think this one is necessarily a 20th anniversary, but we'll find out. Let's okay. do it. So this is a question from Jen. She says, hi, I have a Miss Pac-Man Galaga cocktail table. My screen recently went black and it's an LCD monitor. I tested the voltages and everything is good. When I plug the monitor and why well, I unplug the monitor and plug it back in, the monitor comes back on for a second and then back to black. The screen looks great in terms of color resolution, but just switches right off. So, Tim, she it's when it boots up, it's black. Okay. okay? But if she unplugs the monitor and plugs it back in, it'll it come on for a second, second. and it goes right off. Okay. okay. So the game keeps playing. Sound is good, but I can't see anything. So playing blind. So she's done enough research here that we know she knows what playing blind is. Okay, so we're there. Mm-hmm. I tried to plug the monitor into the wall. Okay, but the screen did not come on at all. Please let me know if you have any solutions or troubleshooting hmm. ideas. I could really use your help. Thank you, Jen. Now, Tim, she did send some pictures, and I'll show those here in a minute when we um, when we do the uh, when we show the next slide. But overall, here it is a case of playing blind, I think, Tim. So, but yeah. this is the deal: LCD monitor. Right, that's a key word here right. on this one. Uh, because most of them have their own separate power brick, so they don't two, plug yeah. straight in a lot of times. There's so a there's, couple do. There's a there's a there's two different types. There are ones that have a power brick. Mm-hmm. Okay, that so you have the power cord, and on the power cord is a power brick, right. and then you have ones that use just a straight up computer style power supply that plugs right into the monitor. Correct. So the difference between these is that ones that use the power brick, that's where all the DC conversion happens, is in the power brick. Okay, mm-hmm. if the computer monitor, if the if the monitor uses a computer style AC plug, then all the DC conversion happens inside the, the monitor, right. right? Like on a power board inside the monitor. And so, Tim, it does sound like a power issue, just like it would be with any monitor. Any other p- input that you want to give here on Jen's question? Yeah, that you know, it's just yeah, it depends on where the power is coming from, but it probably is a power issue. Right. That's as, as simple as we can say. Uh, because I guarantee you, you say it's getting correct voltage, but what's it getting when it goes blank? Right. And it's probably losing its power. You're getting that initial burst, but something is failing and it's not uh, working after that. So it's probably in the power supply, especially if it's a power brick. I've seen those go bad. We've had, we bought them new and they weren't working, right? right? And we happened to have another one and tried it. And, oh, that's what it was. Brand new. Right. Um, those power bricks really, and especially if it's in a cocktail cabinet, 
because we always have to figure out where to mount them and how to hook them up and all this stuff. And a lot of times the lids closing, moving around, uh, the wires get bent or whatever. We've had multiples of those. In fact, I did uh, probably four cabinets last year all the same and every one of them uh, seemed to have some kind of issue in that area. And I really had to be careful. In fact, I learned, I finally just started wiring them straight up into a power supply. I got tired of messing with the bricks, but, and I didn't even know if you could do that, but evidently it worked and it's still working. So here's, so here's the deal, Tim. Um, this one does not have a power brick. Okay. This one definitely takes an AC power supply and we're going to see that here in the pictures. I'm going to go ahead and put them up real quick. Let's talk about this. So, um, so you've done some excellent troubleshooting. We can all agree on that. Excellent troubleshooting, Jen, on your part. Based on your troubleshooting, it does sound like your game is playing blind and would indicate a monitor issue. The fact that the monitor comes on for a sec and then powers off when it, when it is plugged in leads us to think this is being caused by a problem in the power supply section of the monitor. This mm. would be the same thing if it was a CRT, right, Tim? Right. Power supply section, more than likely. Since your monitor takes a standard PC cord. Now, you'll see here, Tim, these are the pictures she sent. Okay. And you'll see it's a pretty standard set. But on the back of the monitor, if you look at the bottom picture, you will see the three-prong adapter that you have for standard AC standard AC cord. Okay. Mm-hmm. The DC power supply, this means the DC power supply is located inside the frame of the monitor. You're not lucky enough to have the separate brick. So something's failing inside of there. Right. So like I said, so you got to remember the brick takes the AC to DC, right? Right. If you don't have that, that means everything happens inside the frame. Typically inside of an LCD monitor, there is a power board if it doesn't have the power brick. Right. Okay. So when you open up that frame, you are going to see probably right where that, um, right where that, power plug is you're going to see probably a little a little board that is just off by itself that's attached to that that is going to be the dc power supply okay now sometimes these things you can look at them and kind of figure out what's wrong sure, like you'll a see a bad cap, cap. you'll see some, so um you could try removing the frame checking the power supply for any bad parts caps specifically Tim, mm-hmm. okay because you i mean just like any any electronic device um caps are one of the things that tend to die first especially when you're packed in a tight space like a cocktail cabinet right Mm-hmm. So you can look for any bad parts on there. Okay. Now it could also just be a bad backlight inverter. I thought of that. Okay. So in LCD monitors, there are inverters that power the, ba- there's an inverter that powers the backlight. And so in this case, typically you can see a faint a faint looking version of the screen mm-hmm. to where it's like, you can see it, but it looks shadowy almost. What we would almost think of the screen burn. Yeah. It looks almost like screen burnish. And that's because, yes, you're getting the video, but you're not getting a backlight behind it. Okay. okay. So if you're getting where it looks kind of almost like your screen almost looks like it's screen burnt and it continues to play, um, that may be a backlight inverter issue, which means that your inverter is probably bad. You could replace that. Um, and of course, a whole monitor replacement is an option as well. I know, uh, Jen, you've done really great troubleshooting up to this point, but we're not sure if you're going to be comfortable doing all this power supply and inverter checking and all this kind of stuff. So if you're not, just go to Holland Computers, wait till they have a 15% off sale and get right. you a new monitor. <laughs> so right. the Holland Computers ones, Tim, do have the power brick. Yes. Which is nice, okay? Because that means that if that DC voltage conversion fails, to replace. you just replace the brick, okay? Instead of having to do it inside. So, Delusion also says if you have an L- a spare LCD, try hooking it up. Great For advice. Sure. So, if you've got an extra uh, monitor lying around that has VGA output on it, just try hooking it up and see if that works. It should if if the board and everything else is working. So, mm-hmm. but um, you could do you could get down to the minute repair of the monitor itself or for. Uh, let's see, after 15% off, for 170 bucks, you could get you another 19-inch monitor from Holland when they have them on sale. Yeah. 150 
they sometimes go cheaper, just depending. So it's kind of up to you uh, as to how much troubleshooting you want to do on this monitor. But I'm thinking more along the power supply section side instead of the inverter side, just because you're saying blank screen. So that means mm-hmm. to me you're probably not getting that shadowing. And it looks good for a minute. Yeah, it was good dive. for a minute, right. So the, if it was the LED lights, it would probably wouldn't come on When the at inverter all. dies, That's typically it, it dies. That's what makes me say, right, yeah. Exactly. When the inverter dies, typically it dies. That's so, my I mean, guess. Yeah, you wouldn't get anything. Typically it powered up and just nothing would happen. So uh, for sure. But not a bad suggestion by Delusional, obviously, just to make sure that you plug in another LCD to see if that works as well. So, uh, anything else for Jen here before yeah, we continue? Yeah, because by plugging in another one, you would determine it. You could have a board failure that something on your board, but that would probably be a lot less uh, likely. But it's still a possibility, and that'd be one way to determine. For those of you guys who have seen the video that I did on replacing a 16-in-1 with a 412-in-1 game elf uh-huh. board, if you've seen that video, that cabinet had a 16-in-1 board in it, and the owner called me up and said, "Hey, it's not playing." And so I was thinking playing blind. Turned out the 16-in-1 board died. Yeah. And so that's why we put the 412 board in there. So right. just goes to show you, may not be the monitor, may be the board. It's possible. The Could fact be. that you've got sound, though, again, playing blind, right, Tim? We've right. got sound. Makes us think that it's the monitor. We get a picture for a second, probably a monitor. Right. So there we go. So, Jen, hopefully answers your question. Uh, good luck getting your Miss Payman Galaga cabinet up and running. And, Tim, uh, she actually mentioned a little bit, I didn't, I didn't put this in our outline, that this cabinet seemed very similar to the Holland Computers cabinet that we did the video on. Oh, And okay. it does. It does. It's very similar. So um, if you want to watch that video, you can kind of see how everything goes together. Like I said, the only difference is that the Holland Computers monitors typically have the separate power brick for the power instead of the, um, instead of the built-in DC voltage power supply. And so, um, and like I said, I prefer the power brick. I know it's a pain sometimes, guys, like mm-hmm. the power brick is. But like I said, it's just, it's easier to replace that for for a novice than having to do DC board troubleshooting in the monitor. So, Agree. There we go. So, Jen, hopefully answers your question, and good luck getting your Miss Pat Galaga cocktail game back up and running. Okay, um, we got a question from Jumping General here. I have a commando cabinet. My neck board... Uh, my neck board on the Wells Garner 4900 monitor is cracked all the way across. Is the board available new or do I need to find a good used parts board? So um, so you've actually got a third option that mm-hmm. we don't like to talk about. Right. And that's stitching the board back together. Mm-hmm. We have done this. It's not my favorite thing to do. But if you can't find a replacement, you can stitch the traces across. And the good thing is that the neck board doesn't have a lot of traces. Right. So you can do it fairly simply um, compared to doing, especially on a 4900, Tim. Right. um, Compared to some other monitors. Now, if you've got a used parts 4900 chassis around. Yeah, I don't know if anybody that that makes a replacement. We'll start there. Yeah, I don't think we can find a replacement. and I could be wrong. Right, there Delusional's somebody... Arcade or Regs or Show, you guys may know of, of somewhere to get a 4900 neckboard replacement, but don't we don't. I know of one. No. Right. So here's your option. Parts chassis, pull one off, stick it on there. You can do that. Or stitch the board back together. We've done it before. Don't like doing it. But... Right. Even if you buy a non-working one off of eBay or something, it's probably going to have a... With the neckboard, it's probably going to have a working neckboard. Yeah, neckboard's so. are usually one of the one of the parts that typically stays in pretty good shape generally what i do if i have to stitch one together is i go ahead and super glue it together right and get it all back together and let it set for a while and make sure that it's good connected then i start checking traces and points from here to there um and sometimes they'll just be okay and then sometimes i have to make a little jumper wire from here to there whatever but that's generally how we do it go ahead and glue it back together 
make sure that's tight get it pressed you know make sure it's good not gonna uh, break again we've had have done this before mm-hmm. and then i start everything that goes across there checking traces and maybe making a jumper wire or adding a little bit of solder or something just to make it work. Yeah, and you can get like um, if you get some really stiff wire um, and just put it strategically like um, across certain traces, that can hold the board together for you too. Mm-hmm. So if you just solder like you know if you find two um, you know you find a line that you know you know you can solder a good wire in there or something like that, then you can just solder that in and that may hold the board together as mm-hmm. well. But it we've is better to kind like, of attach it. We've taken like a legs off of a capacitor or something and put it across there and right. kind of soldered that onto it, to kind of help stitch it. Like you're saying, like I think of the laces on a football or something, how that would kind of look like down through there. But uh, it worked. So. It works. Yeah, um, it's kind of fun to try. At yeah, least delusional before says no, replace, no replacement. He says on GS7 there is. Yeah, I've for seen GS7s. Um, Say so you need to glue the. Uh, he says glue the jumper wires using cap legs. Same thing you said. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, you can use the cap legs for strength. So that's actually mm-hmm. that's a really good uh, suggestion. Like Tim said. So and like delusional <laughs> said, we're leading, we're leading you in the right direction. There yeah. You go. So, but yeah, that's your third option is to stitch it back together. Um, not not fun, but doable. Right, Tim. Yeah. So it kind of depends on where it's broken at and how much work it is. Absolutely. So, okay, guys, let us move on with the next question from Brett. He says, hi, I'm working on a Neo Geo 2 slot, but I'm having some issues applying artwork. I was able to get one side on mostly successfully, but there are some creases. However, I can't get rid of see pictures. And Tim, I'll show you those here in a sec. Okay. I don't think these are technically air bubble pockets. The creases were on the art when I applied them. Okay, so that's a key there. Okay. The creases were on the art when I applied them and just wouldn't adhere completely to the cabinet as I squeegeed them. So, Tim, we're wet method here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know of a technique to fix these wrinkles now that the artwork is applied? I want to get them flat. If not, I may just start over with new art. Thank, thanks if you can help, Brett. So, Tim, I want to show you these pictures here. Now, you can see that these are creases. Now, it may be hard for you guys to see on the on the... Are in the chat, or you guys uh-huh. are watching live, but we can see them pretty well here. There's a crease, and I wish I could show you guys my cursor, <coughs> but there's one that kind of cuts almost in the middle of that big picture it. there. Yeah. And you kind of have to look closely to see it. And then there's some creases on uh, both the other ones as well that kind of go across the top, Tim. Uh huh. Um, or about the middle section. It's about the middle section on all of these pictures. Um, the, the one in the bottom right hand corner is a little bit higher than like the middle. Mm-hmm. But you'll see these little creases here, Tim. Now, the, the thing he says is very interesting. He says it was on the artwork when he got it. Okay. Okay. So, with that in mind, Tim, I know you've applied a lot of artwork in your time. What can Brett do to fix these creases that are inside, that are on his artwork here? Okay. So, we should say that this question did kind of come in late. So you just asked me about it the other day, and I kind of gave you a quick answer. I'm going to give you a little bit more in-depth thought. Now. Okay. Now that so because, I put the quick answer on the outline. Right. I like in-depth thought. Right. So uh, the fact he said that it kind of came like that, and I've had this issue before because let's say that I bought some artwork and meant to apply it, and it just got in a drawer or wherever, and Sits it kind of got wrinkled. Right. You know? <clears throat> So one of the things that don't forget that you can do, this stuff is vinyl, is to either, um, you got two options. One is real simple. You can take some cloth or something. I like felt, like um, pool table felt. Okay. <clears throat> and take an iron and literally push it, push a little iron in there. Another thing, but you have to be really careful with this. So when this. you say an iron, are we, so you're like talking a about. a household iron. 
and iron, ironing over the felt. So you lay the felt lay on top the felt of the artwork. Out, I would lay the game on its side, lay the felt down, and literally iron it. Okay. So okay. like right now with the game as it is. You right, the this. game as it as is. Okay. Now before he applied the art would have been a, a better time to do it, but right. as it is, you may be able to literally uh, the the um, it will heat up and it may press down. It may also make it worse. I should disclaim that. <laughs> it could accentuate it a little bit more. Okay. Um, that's why the second method would be to try heat gun and just real lightly, don't get too close with that, and kind of press something as you heat it up and to flatten it out a little bit more. Right. That may work. The only other method was something that originally came to mind and what we put it, uh, probably in the outline is anywhere there's a there's a hole if it's bubbled, but he didn't talk like it wasn't necessarily air bubbles. Right. Air bubbles are a different story. If it's got an air bubble, you can poke a pinhole, a very, very small hole, and kind of push everything towards that hole, and that will generally take it up. You'll have a little bitty pinhole, but it looks better than a big crease. But now that we're thinking about it more, his is more of the wrinkled artwork was the problem. The second, the first thing that we we would say, though, is... Um, you, you've got to get that cabinet smooth as can be. Yep. Any piece of trash. We, we saw James take JYT. Saw James saw, sanding. Sanding that. Looked like they were taking a break because they've probably been working on that thing for a long time. Yes. Uh, it really, the finer, usually use a rough grade sandpaper, then go down to a finer one and get that as clean and everything as you can because any little imperfection will show in that artwork. Having been having said all of that, I don't know that it's really that. I mean, a lot of people are going to look at those pictures that are almost hard to see. Yep. Um, I don't know that it might not get much better, mm-hmm. and you may just have to live with it, or it may be something you could put additional sticker over the top of. It may come out okay. I, those wrinkles can be really tough, but I have had some luck. Like I said, pressing them with a heat gun, heat gun, and it's something that you can push. Put some really so light, though, right? Yeah, really light. So keep it light. pretty far back from the yeah, cabinet. Yeah, keep it pretty far, just enough to uh, to actually. You don't want to melt it, but kind of get it soft, pliable, almost. pliable. Right. And then uh, I've used a book before or something, and just kind of really pressed into that. Um, but I've had probably better luck with iron and a, a piece of felt in between them. You're just ironing over that, and sometimes that will take out wrinkle, and sometimes it won't come out, and sometimes. You make it look worse by trying. Yep, that's true. That's just the honest truth that I've kind of had um, about a 30, 30, 30, 33% chance on each way. I've had it come out looking amazing. I've had it come out looking about the same. And I've had it come out looking worse. So <laughs> you got to really be careful with whatever you do. Sometimes you just have to kind of live with a wrinkle. So here's the deal, Tim. It that. sounded like he just got this artwork. So yes. now, like, let's say you ordered this artwork, it came with wrinkles in it. How, would you feel like you wanted to return it? Would you talk to the person at all who sold it to you? I think so. If it was, uh, like I said, though, I have sold new old stock artwork that probably had a few wrinkles in it, sure. and but disclosed that. I don't know where he bought it, if it was off of auction, if it was from somebody local. Maybe um, if it just won't come out, then maybe I would pursue that. Or, I mean... Uh, like I said, uh, look at videos of me ten years ago. I got a wrinkle or two, you know. You just, sometimes just you just gotta gotta live with the uh, imperfections. Sometimes make the art a little bit more 
uh, believable. A little patina doesn't matter. Okay, I am going to put the slide up here, but I think you actually went above and beyond the slide. Okay, what you told me. So, so just as a reminder, I think this is just a good reminder for everybody, Tim. You want to make sure that the <laughs> sides of your cabinet are smooth and even before applying artwork. Should we say yeah. that again? Yes. You want to make sure that the sides of your cabinet are smooth and even before applying artwork. Like Tim mentioned, if you put artwork on a cabinet and it's not smooth as silk, you will have imperfections. You will. There's right. no doubt. That's why it's normally better to not put artwork over bare wood. It's actually better to prime it or something and it'll help. You can then you because you can actually see any imperfections before you even go to the next step and try to apply the artwork. Um, Rexer Show says that's why I I laminate before adding vinyl. So much easier to add art over laminate. Be careful with the heat gun, like Tim said. Absolutely. Rusty's here, Tim. Hey, Rusty. Hey, Rusty's here. Um, And so Rusty says, my rule better is good enough. Sometimes um, the strive for perfection makes it worse. Yes. Like Tim mentioned. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) By all means, sometimes you just have to learn to live with a few things. Absolutely. So... With that said, it is strange that the artwork arrived with the creases, I would say. Probably best to contact the artwork supplier, just get their thoughts, okay? You don't have to necessarily say anything, just say, hey, it arrived a little wrinkled, Um, I put it on, still wrinkled. You know, they may be able to give you a replacement or refund or something else, you know, or say, hey, I'll just give you something off your next order or whatever. Right. I mean, so I'm not saying you're going to ask for that, but, you know, at least tell them, hey, it arrived a little wrinkled, you know, and and let them know. I think it's important Mm -hmm. because it may not be their fault. Their fault. It may have been um, got too hot in shipping or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, you just never know. So um, now Tim mentioned the bubble method, which is what I put down here. The pinhole method. You poke a small hole in each crease and try to squeeze it out. But I'm with Tim on the, the two earlier methods. The felt with the iron is probably going to be probably one of the better methods. And the heat gun I was gonna say, is going to be one. I've had more. If I had to put the percentages on it again, I've had more luck with an iron. With a household iron. Because uh, generally you can put the settings on not too hot and putting something. Well, just think of a shirt or something. So would you put on low? Start yeah, low, kind of a kinda... low. You don't you don't want a lot of heat, but you want enough to where it's going to get it pliable. Like we said, I think was a good word, Jonathan. Uh, we want to you know press that. I mean, it's a wrinkle. That's what right. we while we iron our clothes, right? Or absolutely, I throw mine in the dryer. <laughs> but. I use the um, I use the downy anti wrinkle spray. Okay. Have you heard of this? No, maybe we okay. should try it on a game. I'm going to give you guys a, um, a nice laundry tip for the day. This is uh, laundry laundry tips. Laundry tips uh-huh. instead of arcade repair tips. So Downey makes a wrinkle releaser spray. If you spray your clothes the night before, you hang it up, Yeah. wrinkle free. Wow, I need to get this stuff. So there you go. So Downey wrinkle releaser, plus guess what? What? They smell good. Smell good, yeah. So I, there you go. I, I, hang the, I hang it outside my hot shower and sometimes so, that works. So now when I'm traveling, <laughs> I, I do that for sure. When I'm traveling, that's a great a great um, plan for you. But the Downy Wrinkle Releaser, you can get a big bottle of it for like three bucks, okay? And just spray, 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 right. let it sit overnight, good. But I'm kind of curious in the chat room if anybody else has come across a wrinkle issue like that from... Normally it just kind of works its way out once you... Even artwork that's pretty wrinkled, yep. unless it's crinkled right <laughs> you know the difference you know like uh, or you're trying to put aluminum foil on yeah. side art or something yeah, exactly. you know, kind of no fun right so you reminded me tim you said heat gun and yeah. it's totally been sitting here the that's whole time right. i thought we i would segue into you this. did so good so as you guys know we have been giving away tools on the last couple of live shows so right. if you guys are watching this live tim i've extended the window up to 24 hours 
Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. so if you're watching this within 24 hours of the broadcast, okay. you can get in on this, okay? On YouTube, okay? Right. So, because I usually release the, the audio version doesn't come out until after that. So if okay. you're listening to this on, on the audio version, it's too late. More than likely, the contest is already over. But if you would like to win a heat gun, you can do so by sending an email to contest at arcaderepairtips.com. And Tim, what's something, what's a question well, you need to put an answer to? Or what, what's the keyword? So oh, a keyword, we need a keyword. We need a keyword for the, for the contest this month. All right. How about Santa is the keyword? Santa. As, it is. Okay. It's for Santa, Santa is the keyword. So <laughs> you, if you would like to win this nice heat gun, this is a 2,000 watt heat gun. Estimated right. retail value, Tim, what, like 30 bucks? Yeah. Something like that? I think so. Um, if you'd like to win this, send an email to contest at arcaderepairtips.com with the keyword Santa somewhere in the email. And we will ran- Tim will randomly pick a number. I will select the email that comes in at that number, and someone is going to win a nice heat gun. So, which should be very handy for getting those wrinkles out of your artwork. So, <laughs> right? There you go. So, it's kind of like one of those presents, too. Even if you have one, you can use another one. Yeah, you can never have too many of these. Yeah, you don't have to borrow your wife's hair dryer or nothing anymore. Don't use hair dryers. <laughs> right. This is good for heat shrink, solder and seal connectors. What else, Tim? Our, uh, control panel overlay removal? Yeah. What else? If you're cold out in the game room, you just turn it on sometimes, warm your hands up. So, um, so anyway, so, contest at arcaderepairtips.com. Send an email. Make sure you put the keyword Santa somewhere in the body. So if you want to put your, your address in there, that'd be great too. We don't, all that information is private, but it makes it easier so I don't have to send you that back an email. We don't have to do an email exchange. I can just ship the thing out. So, but if you don't put your address in there, I'm not going to disqualify you. 24 hours. Tim, you have until five o'clock tomorrow. Something okay. like that. And, and then the Tim. The 2nd of December. That's right. So mm-hmm. the 2nd of December, 5 o'clock tomorrow, in order to win this, contest at arcaderepairtips.com. Send us an email. Keyword. is Santa. Santa. Okay. And you can win a nice heat gun. What else is this good for? I, I don't know. It probably has some multi-uses, but we got like... frozen french fries. Boom. Well, you know, we like the solderless heat gun. That's I mean, not saying the, soldering seals. Yeah, the soldering seal con- butt connectors that you can just use it. And yep, you won't even, soldering seal. Without in even fact, a fact, so- in, my, in mine, I have some. In <laughs> my heat gun, I actually have a package of them in there. I know. Oh, nice. So, yes. So, there you go. You guys... There's oh what oh shining black boots good for shining black boots yeah. <laughs> what okay. else we got what other uses for heat guns <laughs> you guys can you guys can get all sorts of stuff so there you go heat gun okay one last time this is the I'm not only gonna do this once I, I may not even mention it at the end contest okay. at arcaderepairtips.com keyword Santa send an email one lucky winner is gonna win a nice heat gun so there you go Tim heat guns are awesome yeah we love are. heat guns for all sorts of things yeah so. if you don't have a heat gun you definitely in your arcade toolbox you definitely could use one absolutely delusional says good luck folks I would reiterate that good luck um Tim we usually get between like 15 and 20 people so I mean look you've got a really good shot right one out of 20 golly some guys in the chat room have won before that's right we've had some <laughs> we, winners we can Regular we show have, has won before we have test testimonies that we actually do send the products out we that's right do draw a name. And, um i forgot who won it last time but he posted a comment in the la- on the video on the last live show right the guy who won okay people win okay we give away stuff here so there you go so again hope good luck hope you get to win a nice a nice uh, heat gun for christmas so it, hopefully I can get it to you before Christmas. Right. So if you want to regift, you can also do that as well. I wouldn't recommend regifting, but if you wanted to, you could. Maybe you got some artwork you need to fix. Oh, Rusty says he like yeah. Rusty says he likes Rusty as the keyword. No, nope, Santa. Okay. Santa <laughs> is the keyword, guys. Sorry about that. Um, so there you go. Uh, let, um, Rexer show says I won. When can I apply again? You can send you can send entries for everyone. Right. We don't uh, since we only give one prize away a month. If you win again, you win again. So I mean, it's not. 
We um, we don't. And here's the thing. Tim has no idea what number of entries nope. are. I just send him a number. Say, give me a number between 1 and 12 or 1 and 15 or 1 and 20. And that's it. And I just go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and whatever he tells me. So there you go. It's easy. So it's completely random. So because he has no idea and I, I have the list and he has the numbers. So there you go. I it think works. I'll pick a low number this time. So get, to, get oh, it in quick. Oh, there you go. Quick. You better get in quick. Right. Get in quick. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. That's enough. <clears throat> that's enough for that. Let us continue on in our outline, Tim. And we have JTT here. He says, hello, mate. I recently rotated my screen and it stopped working. Oh my goodness. It's completely black. No wires appear to be loose. The anode cup came off. Does it need to be placed in a certain spot on the back or will anywhere do? <laughs> Please help. <laughs> or any help is appreciated, mate. Sorry. Okay. Um, sorry. I have something caught in my throat, Tim. I yeah. don't know what that is. Um, so, Tim, uh, what happens when the anode cup comes off of a monitor? That's a good question. And well, you know, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it definitely will, will not work. Yeah, and that is so, true. And this is where we talk about you have to be really careful where that hole, there is a hole in a certain place for it to go. So you can't just lick it and stick it anywhere. That's right. It's not a suction cup for that reason that just goes somewhere. And I remember thinking the same thing when I, kind of when I was new, I was thinking, I wonder if you could just move it around. <laughs> you know, does it have to be way up here? Well, the reason is, and I know you'll show a picture on the back of that anode on the is a couple little prongs, and those go up in a hole, and then they clip in there, and they hold it on there. So it's kind of weird that it actually came off without monkeying with it. Right. Um, our friend Stan loved to grab those things by his hands, bare hands, and mm. pull them off. And he's a lot braver than I am. Uh, I would highly recommend that you discharge your monitor, even if it's been sitting for a while, uh, that you, uh, we talk about how to discharge an arcade monitor and getting where that hole, where it actually goes, and then getting it up in there. Now, once you're going to reattach it, you found the place that it goes. It does go in a certain place, only one place on your monitor that it will work. Anywhere else would probably going to make a... a a fi- mighty sh- fine show for Christmas. Oh, but, absolutely. But I hey, would, you want to uh, see some fireworks. Yeah. 4th of July is going to happen. Exactly. And if you just want to see some, just hold the anode cup in your hand and yeah. turn it on. Right? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that, please. <laughs> and, uh, but, so, one way to do that, usually you, you'll notice that the prongs kind of go and they flare out like this, is to get one in and then you kind of push it and you can get the other. Most of the time, we use a flathead screwdriver and push it in. Our discharging so fit. Tool. Our discharging tool. Yeah, I mean, because, because I mean, it's, it, good to it's be, a flathead screwdriver. Right. But we usually keep the discharge on because right. there may be residual charge in the tube. But I did have a pair of really long, skinny needle nose pliers that sometimes we would use and we would clamp them and put it in there and then let go. Uh, but yeah, it should be in there tight. It shouldn't fall off. It shouldn't easily come off. If it if it's not sitting in there, you could. I have seen an anode where those little prong things had broken, or one of them had broken. It wouldn't stay in there. At that point, you'd need to replace it. I'm not sure why yours is not on there. Uh, probably maybe you did a discharge or something, and it just came off. But hopefully, it's not broken. You don't have to replace the whole thing. You just got to find where specifically it goes. And I'm sure that probably in that how to discharge an arcade monitor, we'd probably talk about that a little bit more. I think more. we do a little bit. It's been a long time since we so shot that video. So you got to remember, video. he rotated the monitor. So it's very possible when he, he rotated the monitor, it. it pulled it out. 
Okay, yeah, because maybe because maybe the the little cord that goes from the flyback to the anode cup just right. it maybe got caught on something when you're rotating the monitor and then it just came out. Very possible because that clip it's strong, but it's not. I mean, if something pulls on it, yeah. it would come. It'll come out. Yeah, just make sure that you discharge it. You just really don't want to go and be careful with it as is now with that dangling and not hooked up. That can be very dangerous. Absolutely. Well, Tim, let me go ahead and throw this up here so everybody can see. You need to make sure that the anode is attached to the small hole at the top of the of the tube. Now, Tim, right. I say, like, top. That's right. usually where it's located. It's Upper in the middle, area. top of the tube. Most of the time. Right. The anode should clip into this hole, which keeps it from coming loose from the tube. Now, Tim, you'll see the bottom has the little anode cup and the little anode uh, prongs in there. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about when we do that. So in order to clip the anode in, we use a discharging tool so uh-huh. we don't accidentally get shocked from any residual charge left in the tube. So please see our post on safely discharging a monitor for more information. So what we do is we'll put one side, we'll flip the cup back, the cup cover back. Uh-huh. We'll put one side in the hole and uh-huh. then we'll take the discharge tool to press in the other side and push the hole down. Right. Or push the, the anode down. Okay, and then once we do that, we release the discharging tool, and we let go of the suction cup, and everything should be good. Yeah, what I usually do is almost turn that suction cup inside out, like push it back right. to where it's almost the opposite way. Yeah, yeah. flip it. And flip it, yeah. and that's a good way to do it. And then you can really see, you try to do it with it closer the way it normally sits on the monitor. It's really hard to see up in yeah. there, but if you, you can... Yeah. I was about to say, you flip that cup backwards. Yeah, if you flip it backwards, as soon as you release it, it goes back to being uh, suction, you know, suction the other opposite side. So, um, pretty easy. Now, in situations where attaching the anode is difficult, we do use needle nose pliers, but you need to be sure that the tube is fully discharged before you do this because needle nose pliers are metal. Right. Now, they do usually have plastic, a plastic grip on them, which will save you a little bit, but still, discharge, 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 not once, not twice, maybe three or four times, right? Correct. So, now, if you've got the discharge probe, that's like you can sometimes hit that one time because the mm-hmm. discharge probe will like suck everything out of it. Right. But if you're using a standard discharging tool, you need to make sure you hit it a couple times. Agreed. So, okay. Anything else for JTT, Tim, before no, we move on? That's all. Okay. Sounds good. So, JTT hopefully answers your question and good luck getting your anode cup back on your CRT tube. Correct. So, for sure. Okay, Tim. We're to the quick question and answer part. All right. All right. So, almost to gift time that's what i'm talking uh, yeah about. so almost a gift time but um let's go ahead now for those who are not familiar i should i'm i'm getting ahead of myself i'm right. so excited for those who are not familiar this is the point in the show where we rapid fire three questions at tim and then he rapid fires three answers to us back and so we call this quick questions and answers so we've got three tonight and i'm gonna go ahead and put those up on the screen so you guys can see them so we have ghost bumble he says what is an arcade monitor dot cloth for adjusting the screen Okay. What is that? We have Walter who says, I have a 16-in-1 arcade game that doesn't power up. I'm thinking it's the power supply, but the one in the game looks like one of those old power supplies. Just looking to get some repair tips for this. So he has a 16-in-1, doesn't power up, looking for a new power supply, Tim. Okay. And then K that says says um, they're looking for a original an original Mortal Kombat 2 or 3 JAMA harness. Do you know where one can be purchased? So let's take those again. Ghost Bumble, Monitor Dot Cloth is what we're talking about. Walter with the 16-1 needs a power supply, and Kay's looking for an original Mortal Kombat 2 or 3 JAMA harness. So let's take those real quick, Tim, and talk about them. So what is an Arcade Monitor Dot Cloth, Tim? Okay. I think that... I don't actually know of a cloth, but I, I think what he's talking about is a pattern screen right. that you actually go to and it just helps you to adjust and to see a monitor. So it's basically dot patterns 
that show up in a form of squares or something that so you can line up your monitor and get the colors and everything right. Right. So um, if somebody wanted to get ac- gain access to one of these screens, what could they do, Tim? Well, normally it's in uh, some kind of test mode or screen settings, or you can use a test pattern generator. Which YouTube Punk was it. kind enough to get us for one Christmas, which I still have over here. Thank yes. you, YouTube Punk. We still have it. Um, but the TPG is a great tool, Tim. Yes. Great tool. In fact, I put a link down below so you can buy one. It's made by Crafty Mech. Okay, the test pattern generator has screens, for all sorts of screens for aligning stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so Walter has a 61, but has an old-style power supply. What can he do in order to... Replace that power supply. Well, you can replace it with a newer uh, switching style power supply like we show in a lot of our videos. And um, just need to make sure that you correct uh, the voltage wires, the in-going and the outgoing, in the correct place and go into your board and stuff. Yeah, pretty simple. Now, Kay is looking for an original Mortal Kombat 2 or 3 Jamma harness. Okay. So what do you think about that? Well, any Jamma harness would work for the most part, and there's a lot of suppliers on our page for that. But you're also going to need the additional kick harness um, to do the extra buttons and right. stuff. Yeah, anything that uses over three buttons on JAMA is probably going to have a kick harness as well. Now, Tim, I mean, is there any value to having a new old stock Mortal Kombat harness versus like a new one? Are they no, basically the same? They're basically the same. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's not like you can look for a new old stock. This one was a actually pulled out of like a Mortal Kombat 2 doesn't or 3, matter. you know, or something like that. Right. But it doesn't matter because JAMA is JAMA kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, now... Um, Delusional does say careful MK games are power hungry, so don't skip on a cheap Jamma harness. This is true. So I uh, don't get the cheapest Jamma harness. We don't recommend the cheapest Jamma right. harness, right, Tim? What's the well, one that we recommend? We man recommend the one from Holland Computers. Uh, it uses a little thicker gauge wires. They're already labeled, and it just uh, they already have the connectors on the end. It makes it real simple. Uh, high quality. It's good. Good to go. Yeah. To so use. they um, Holland uses a thicker gauge on the power wires specifically. Yes. To make sure that you're getting good throughput. That's very important on a Mortal Kombat for sure. So, Tim, I think you got it all here. So, um, let's go ahead and throw out the outline scene. So, Ghost Bomble, uh, the dot cloth that you're talking about is just a screen that helps you adjust the monitor. Most arcade game boards have screens like this built into their test mode settings. But you can also use a test pattern generator to display these screens as well. And, Tim, I have a picture of the Crafty Mac TPG, which is, of course, the one that we recommend. A great tool to have if you're going to do any kind of monitor repair on the regular. So, make sure that you get you one of those. Uh, not very expensive for the amount of time it will save you promise and then walter tim about the power supply you should be able to use any or you should be able to replace the old power supply with a switching power supply just be sure to connect the volt the dc volt lines correctly to the game board so if you may have um, an ar board in there or something tim that's doing the dc voltage for you now just make sure if you have a 16-1, you have a JAMA harness, which means you know where the plus 5, you know where the, the ground wires are. Just make sure that those wires are hooked up. Tim, the 16-1 does not use the 12-volt. Right. So you don't necessarily have to hook that up. We would anyway. We would recommend doing it, but you don't have to. Uh, but just make sure that where the JAMA harness is, that those wires from the JAMA harness are going to the correct correlating power supply spots on the power supply. So, and then JAMA harness, Tim. Any JAMA harness should work. Now, we say any. Like Delusional said... Use right. something with good gauge. Don't buy the cheap, okay? Right. Don't cheap out on the JAMA harness. Right. We don't cheap out on the electrical tape. We don't cheap out on the JAMA harness. Get you one that's good quality. Remember, MK2 and 3 also use kick harnesses for extra buttons, so you'll need that as well when you're doing your rewiring. You may already have a kick harness that's in good shape, so if you do, no problem. But if you don't, you will need that as well. So just make sure you get you a nice, good quality JAMA harness like the one that Holland Computer sells. We like that one a lot. So, Tim, is that it? 
That's it. Okay, cool. Okay, so um, quick questions and answers are over. I can't flip the next page on the outline because that shows Tim all the stuff he got for Christmas. Okay. So it's time. Without further ado. So um, this was in my Christmas paper, and I do think it's Christmas paper, but it is um, it is I baby, baby it's Grogu. Yoda. It's Grogu themed. Okay. So this is for Tim, and it has a little thing in here that says "To Tim from Jonathan, Merry Christmas." Oh, thank you, Jonathan. So there we go. Well, here is. You got two presents. Oh, so nice! Now, you, now there's more one? than one thing in here. I always just do. Okay. I, I was about to say I do the one. You just multi wrap. Well, we've gone to this thing in my family because we tend to overbuy for each other. That all presents have to be in one package. Okay. And the reason mm-hmm. why is because you don't want to be opening packages all night. Okay. So I have adopted this for pretty much everything. This is you didn't have to do this, Tim. This is just something that we've gotten in the habit of now. So like all of your presents are in one package. Ah. I know it's less fun to open like one package, but. Like I said, if you've got um, 20 or 30 people that are all trying to open gifts and you're doing... We do one at a time. We're not heathens like some people just opening them all up right. at the same time, okay? And so if you're doing that, it takes forever. Okay. So, okay. that's for Tim. Now, you want to go Thank first? You. you want me to go first? Or? Well, i tell you what. Why don't you open that one first? The, the little small one? one? Okay, yeah. so this one. I like the Happy Holidays. Okay, and I got green paper. Good with that. Okay, here we go. Okay, what is this? Let's see. LED flashlight gloves. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Okay. I saw this, and I actually saw a video on this. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah I think you can. And so, right. it's a pair of gloves that you wear, and your fingertips light up. So, when you're working on something, especially they showed like a car, right? it lights up. But they're also washable. So, the washable? guy gets his hands dirty. He goes under the sink. He's still got them lit. He washes them off and goes back to work. Wow. So, if your hands get dirty, you can do it. I don't know, you know, what I thought of was what if you're working inside a game, like wiring or something. It was more of a novelty gift, but I kind of thought it was different. It's very I different. Like, I, I never, never I, this, I, you wouldn't have guessed this in a million no, years no. for sure. Golly, that's, but how handy, right? Yeah, oh my I, goodness, how handy. It's kind of one of those things I kind of would like to see in our situation. So you'll have to wear them in a future <laughs> no, video and you're see gonna how see, they you're work. You're going to see these in a video and you're, everybody's going to laugh he's watching them. Okay. So anyway, so I'm, now I make it easy to open too. I don't tape it. I only I only fold it in the front, so you can okay. just open it up. So now it did come it from Home easy. Depot. I see this okay, got right. Home Depot box it did here. Come from Home Depot. Some of it did. Okay. Well, I was gonna say the t-shirts doesn't look like they came from. Well, Home the Depot. t-shirt the t-shirt is that every year get right, right. So every time we get them t-shirts. So go ahead and show. Everybody. I was gonna say everybody knows every shirt I ever wear probably came from Johnson. I was if trying to wear related or wear a different one. So this all one the I really time. liked. I just like so this, this shirt. one. Let's see. You see it, Tim? What does it say? I don't see it yet. Okay. It says, the bounty hunter demands payment. Surrender, negotiate, shoot. S-N- <laughs> okay, yeah. So, front Star Wars. Yes. Obviously, Star Wars reference here. The Han Solo Greedo, right? Yeah. And uh, in a nice Atari style. Yes. You know, or um, or like a text adventure, right? Love it. So, I thought that so just looked like So, we got arcade and Star Wars. Yeah, and exactly. That just looked like you. And it's a different color, too. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, yeah. They always have Wanted a lot of black different. and white shirts, so. Yeah. So, and All this right. is just a generic kind of retro gamer shirt, you know, because, I mean, you know. Always. You got to get that. So, yeah, you see. Oh, got to unfold it. There we go. There we go, guys. So, this one, retro gamer. You know what? what's funny is when I travel, and I, I you bought me the one that says Simpler Times or right. whatever, I always get more compliments on that. They're like, yeah, that was, oh, that was awesome, man. Or somebody. And um, I was at the airport not long ago, and I saw a guy with a Pac-Man uh, hoodie on. And I was like, oh, Pac-Man, dude. And we're talking. So, all right. There's more in here. I'm going to open uh, one say, more. Yeah, now that's just another traditional right. gift yes. every year. 
If you ever, ever want to know what to get me, what's the one thing I always want and flashlight. need plenty? A good flashlight. So these are new this year. I, I had not seen them. These are battery saver um, flashlights. So okay. They, they have battery guard in them. So basically, when you turn the flashlight off, it disconnects the circuit. Okay, good. So your batteries stay fresh as long as they are as long as the batteries are rated to stay fresh. Right. So that way you can leave it around with the batteries in it and you don't have to worry about wearing out batteries. Have one in my pocket. There you go. <laughs> so I always have a flashlight on me. About the same size, pretty close And uh, this guy eats batteries like crazy. Yeah. So about so once one, a month I have to replace them. So that one may be better because of that. So that All battery right. guard is apparently a thing now. So Well, John, I've opened... Oh, you got one Well, I know, but I've opened oh, some. Okay. I'm going to let you have a turn. Okay. So this one, um, it's got a smiley face on it's it. So all, I'm assuming obviously Amazon. it came from Amazon. Yeah, I was about to uh-huh. say. Oh. I have a feeling that, and it, I didn't wrap it, guys, because uh, oh, it was a lot of wrap, Is it wrapping, wrapping paper? Because you know it's about the right size. Yeah. Oh, man. Amazon. I should have brought a knife. You got some tape, golly. Okay, here we go. Okay, let's see what's in here. Okay. <laughs> what is this? Okay, let's see. The original thread checker. Oh, my goodness. Easy to use thread verifier. Oh my goodness! You so know this, what it is. So this is like the thing that you have at the hardware store that tells you what size. Yes. To use. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you hang this up on the wall, and it's just like at Lowe's or Home Depot where you go and you can see. Oh, this is an M6. Right. And it also has the bolts that stick out, and you go. Oh, this nut is a quarter inch. Oh, nut that's awesome. And stuff. So. Um, I have one myself, and I, I bought it right after we bought our house, and I have it hanging up on the wall, and I saw it the, uh, not long ago, and I thought, you know, Jonathan needs Everybody needs, everybody needs one this. of these. And uh, I actually saw a do-it-yourself kit on somebody that was making theirs, and I thought, golly, that was really hard. Why don't you just buy one? This is, <laughs> and this one is really cool. In fact, if you want to open it, you can show everybody awesome. a little closer. I would if I had a pocket knife. Golly, they like, go oh, hang knife. on, hang on, hang on. I may have it here. Because so. I actually like this particular brand. Oh, it's real colorful. Look at that. I like yeah, I like the blue and the red there. We got and a it has, yeah, has your metric and your um standard equivalent. So here's here's for your nuts. Yeah. So you got like the little things for that's metric, then you got standard. And then here's for your screws, you got metric, you got standard, and then you got a lot of standard and just yeah well you have i guess the same amount it's just that the standard ones are there's more it's got more vertical space this one's more horizontal but golly that's awesome so guys i got this on amazon if you want to do a search for this one is made by snw and it's just uh, but there have a lot of different kinds called thread checker i'll find i'll find the link everybody knows these from doing this at home depot and trying to figure out what size screw you need because you need three more just like this yep. one, right? Yep. We have used this many times. I've at used Home it Depot. at the store. I take yeah. my nuts with me at the store. Exactly. And, and when working on games, we're like, uh, for instance, the screws on the back of a monitor that screw into it or something. You're like, I think it's this size and I need four more just this size. So anyway, there you go, Jonathan. Thank you, Thank you Tim. I hope you like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and it's even got the little thing down here, too. It's got the, like, the little holes for the numbers, too. That's yes. awesome. So what a gift. Very- awesome. Very and Lugo says he needs one of these. Yes, you do. Everybody needs one of these. <laughs> you do. If you work in any kind of do any kind of uh, work in your shop or whatever, it's just a handy thing to have. Now, you know, at work we used to have the one that was on a wire, mm-hmm. and uh, but honestly, it takes up so much room in the toolbox, and mm-hmm. you kind of have even to got different unstring threadings. it. 
It's got some different threading yeah, on here. Yeah, like coarse thread, fine so thread. Yeah, here's the 9 16th 12. That's the 9 16th 18. There's a 7 16th 14, 7 16th 20. So even if you're th- even if the threading is different yes. on some of these, then you're going to... The 3 8 three eighths threading, you usually get some, some different ones on. So 3 8 16, 3 8 24, 5 16th 18, 5 16th 24. So even the coarse or the the, um, the fine threading, either mm-hmm. way, you'll have that. So very nice. So love and it. I was showing this to a friend of mine. Uh, you know, in Europe, if you're watching from Europe, they just have metric. But here, right. um, we have the one thing I can't convert com- kilometers to meters or miles very good. Oh, yeah. It's like I have to really try to do the math. Like 1.6 miles is in. Anyway, but I'm pretty good at, well, a 3 eighths is a number 10 or whatever. Right. But this really helps when you're quite, you're pretty sure, but you're not quite sure. Maybe that will come in handy at some point. Nice. All right. So. I should say that this one is not a surprise. Yeah, because I was about to say you Jonathan, that. you always ask. You do, well, I got to ask you. You do a good I mean, job about is yeah, there anything that you particularly yeah, I'm gonna throw this box over here. would like. There we go. And I should make note that. You just lay that down right there. I yeah. like this so much. I have one and I wanted another one. <laughs> <laughs> so get ready, guys. I think that um, I collect uh, the Roby One Plus stuff. Uh, if you're familiar, it's basically a battery system that I have. That I have a leaf blower, I have a saw. Uh, you've I've probably seen, seen it in I've, the in I've the videos. I kind of collect them, but one of my favorite things that they have, and to me, it's like I use this all the time. So this is our, our Ryobi One Plus little air compressor for like airing up your tires with. Yep. So. One thing it does this one doesn't come with a battery that's cool because I have a lot of the batteries so the batteries just pop on here. Here's why I wanted this because I want to actually carry one with me in the car. Sure. Um, they work great because number one, when you hook them up, you take the little cap off of your tire, you put it on there. A digital readout comes on and tells you how much air is in there. Need the digital. And readout. then you all you do you don't have to hook up any wires. You don't have to hook it up to an air compressor just a battery and you squeeze it and it goes and quickly pumps up your tire and uh you know this time of year uh, i noticed that i just drove my truck the other day for the first time air pressure low air pressure low because of the change in the weather yep just needed a couple pounds i went out there with my tool but my wife actually knows how to use it so instead of calling me hey my tires low she'll go grab mine a lot of times and use it so i was thinking i think i want to keep one in the car with an extra battery pack in there in case i'm ever somewhere i need to put a little air in my tire these things work fantastic so thank you jonathan just what i wanted i wanted a spare or another one to have uh one in my shop and one in the car actually so that if i ever anywhere or i see somebody needs some air in their tire i can just Real quick, you know, no uh, air hoses, no cores, nothing hooks up. So it's a great present, guys. Um, I know you probably don't mind me saying this. This is under thirty dollars. Yes. And uh, I think for for the value uh, of what this does, it's definitely worth every penny. In fact, uh, guys, I think this would be a great present for some of you to get, maybe your wife or something, in case they're ever in or ever in a place. They just need, they usually freak out when that light comes on, right? right? Oh my gosh, this light came on my car. 
well, you're just a little little low and you can teach them how to pump it up real quick and then it's fine. They go away and they happy wife, happy life. So. There you go. So now I got you the one without the battery pack because you didn't, you knew you I had needed, the battery pack. I needed the battery pack. Now, if you don't have the battery pack itself can cost anywhere from 50 to $100. Usually uh, for $100, you get the double double pack and the charger and everything, but I have like three of them because yeah, I use right. so many of these, and I actually get the longer four-hour ones, but even with this just sitting on the battery, um, it's lasted for months in my, it still still stays where I can pump it up, but I keep mine charged. There you go. Um, Light 8 says, Ryobi, oh yeah. So yeah, I love the Ryobi OnePlus tools. Uh, that, my leaf blower, one of the favorite things I have, I have the power washer, I have a table saw, I have a regular saw, I have a, a, a nail gun, which I put together arcade cabinets right. with. Um, what else do I You're have? You're handy with the nail gun. I've seen... I have a skill, he, a jigsaw. Say, you should see, like, shop teacher style. You can go pop, pop, pop. I've seen yeah. you put together boxes in no time. So. Yeah, um, and repair my back fence. Like, when the dogs are about to get out, I just go outside, pop, 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 pow, and I, I'm done with that. Uh, so, anyway, thank you, Johnson, so much. You always know... Uh, you always surprise me and you always know the stuff that I need and want and uh, we've been good friends for a long time we always enjoy um, our friendship and giving gifts to each other so I hope that you like your stuff Absolutely. this year and I love my stuff as usual and uh, Merry yeah, Christmas Day Merry Christmas to you and, and if you would like a present for Christmas there you I'm going to remind you again even uh, yeah, if you even have one you can give you it away one. Okay, you can win a nice um, hot a nice heat gun here. Okay, if you'll send an email to contest at arcaderepairtips.com and make sure you put the keyword uh, Santa. Santa in there. So make sure you do that. Contest at arcaderepairtips.com and make sure you put the keyword Santa in there. We will select somebody at random to win this nice heat gun. So make sure you do that. Okay, Tim. Well, um, gift exchange is over. Let's talk about some of the deals that we saw over Black Friday. Right. right. So there were a couple of little things here, Tim. And most of this stuff was like arcade one-up stuff. But um, uh, three of the cabinets were on sale for about $300 each. We had the Ridge Racer, the Terminator 2, and the, the Simpsons. Of course, the Simpsons was cheaper. Um, There's a $199 sale not that long ago. But $299 was still not a bad deal. And I believe the $299 version came with the stool. Mm -hmm. So, which is handy to have a nice stool. Speaking of stools, Tim, we also saw a creeper stool for about twenty-two dollars and sixty cents. If you guys nice. were, if you guys were on our Facebook or Twitter pages, then you probably saw that. We also had a big sale from uh, our friends at Holland Computers, who ran a fifteen percent off sale for Black Friday. Okay. So, and I think I put a good time for you to get that. You know, that cocktail cabinet kit, right. that monitor, that uh, jamma harness that you've been holding out on. Make sure you do that. Holland Computers has great stuff. Really like their stuff. We've used it in a lot of different things. And then, Tim, uh, there was the Genesis um, the Genesis and the NES control panels for the arcade one-up cabinets. Now, I actually put the yes. Genesis one in my old Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet. You got to see it. It's pretty I cool, did. Huh? It's really cool. So if you've got a lot of like Genesis or NES games around and you're like, man, I'd really like a way to play those without having to you know, have it hooked up to my TV all the time or something like that, these little kits are really good. And I tell you what, that's the cheapest price I think we've seen on them. Yeah. So it's really cheap. In fact, I got the NES one for one of my friends for um, for Christmas. So um, really good stuff. But uh, there are a lot of good um, Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales over the last week. Hopefully you guys are close to getting Christmas shopping done. Tim, Hopefully. are you getting there? Or? I'm getting close. And then, uh, like I said, I've got a few extra people that... That uh, have joined our family, so family's growing, and so a couple extra things to buy for this year. Uh, kids are making it pretty easy, though. We want money, Dad, and, or, or they want something, one big present, and uh, so it's like, well, that's easy, you know. 
Yes, I'll probably exactly. do um probably ninety percent of mine's gonna be online shopping this year. Yeah, that's kind of how mine has been so far. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I bought. I bought some stuff in store. I went to GameStop, Tim, and uh-huh. they had all of their Halloween costumes fifty percent off of the sale price. Okay. So look at that box right there. I see that. You want to grab one of those? I see that. Grab one out so you can show everybody. I bought some costumes. Now these are not Christmas gifts, but they were they were on clearance, and you can see it was half of that price that's on there, Tim. Oh wow! So I got a nice Princess Leia costume for five bucks. Wow! I got this Darth Vader uh, from Obi Wan Kenobi for seven fifty. Yeah. These are all at um, GameStop, and I got an uh, a Boba Fett for seven fifty. Okay, nice. So, but I mean, for seven fifty, so I can save those up for. I mean. I can dress uh, up as Star Wars all the time. Here's the Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. There you go. So, I think it's, yeah, 750 yeah. yeah. So, I got some cool stuff. They had a lot of clearance on sale. So, if you got to... could just have a plate dress-up day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, those are my size. Too. size. Yeah, okay. I was about to say, those are adult size. Well, those cool. are extra large on the costume. So, yeah, I could be uh, Boba Fett or something like that. But, you know, hey, you can never have too many Star Wars costumes. Right. 750 exactly. for sure. So, we have costume closet and everything like that. Um, this year for Halloween, I think I mentioned we were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. as a family. So, we have all that. I bought weapons for all of us, too, Tim, because I'm like that. So, we actually <laughs> have weapons for each turtle as well. So, um, that was fun. But we have a costume closet, Tim, where we just keep <laughs> all that stuff. So, I, I need to put that stuff in the costume closet. It's down here now. Sounds fun. But there's a lot of good sales right now if you're looking for stuff. Um, actually, I say that. Sales have kind of gone away now, Tim. Um, and here's the, here's the trick. Everything is the cheap. It, there's two times to buy for Christmas. Cyber Monday, Black Friday, and the week before Christmas. Right. If you want pricing, okay? Um, week before Christmas, everything will get cheap again, okay? But the three weeks in between, two to three weeks in between, stuff usually sells higher, okay? So if there's mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, that was on sale on Black Friday and you're like, oh, I wish I would have bought that, but I didn't, if you can wait till the week before Christmas, It'll wait. be back on sale again, probably. Yeah, exactly, wait. Sometimes better deals. I did buy something today, though. That went really fast. Oh, and something okay. I I've been wanting, but I I didn't want to pay too much for it. For you, uh, for me and my wife, I guess okay. you would say. Um, would you like to guess? Okay, can we say it on the air? Yeah, we okay, can. <laughs> we can say it. Okay, I know it's what a kid you, friendly what show. What would you get? It was um, a kid friendly show. It was for the both of us. It was a joint gift. It's not a car. It was from Walmart. So. Okay, from Walmart. What would you get? I don't know. What do you guys want to guess? Maybe some new bedding. Uh, that's a good guess. No, no, no. An inflatable hot tub. Oh, I I have really looked into those. You have to let bucks. me know. You have to let me know how it goes. Yeah, I I am curious. Me too. Um, I don't know if it'll be worth it. It's Walmart, so I can take it back if it's not. You know, because right. their return policy is usually pretty good. But so you uh, bought it in store. No, I bought it online. Okay, one hundred and seventy dollars. Fantastic deal. Went fast. So um, we'll let you know how it is when I get it. Okay. So, but there's a lot of good deals out there. Hopefully, do you buy what? Are you cashing any good deals? You know, um, most of the stuff I bought. Um, no, I didn't really. There, there was nothing I really pulled was that I was looking for in particular that I saw was a good deal yet. Right. There was a couple things I almost bought just because it was a good deal, but I was kind of like I didn't want to buy stuff just because it was on sale. Yeah. I was kind of like, no, I got enough stuff That's to right. buy, and I, and we had such a busy week last week, which we can talk about in the live show. That's right. So. Or after show. Yeah, after show. Sounds good. Okay, let us talk about some news articles real quick. I snuck one in here on you, Tim, that okay. was on the original outline. But um, the first one here I thought was pretty cool. We put this up on, of course, our um, media pages, social media pages. But you can now read all 285 issues of Nintendo Power Online. Nice. So um, they were uploaded to the archive.org today. It says today. This was um, a couple weeks ago or a week ago, I guess. Um, all 285 issues of Nintendo Power are now unofficially available in CBR format. At just over 40 gigs for the whole shebang, the vast majority of the 
collection comes courtesy of Retro Max, which is a, a community-run project dedicated to archiving classic video game magazines. Tim, Retro Max is very handy if you want to look at some of that stuff. A couple of remaining issues were sourced via Reddit by Gumball. Scan in full color. The collection is a wonderful way to browse through gaming and media history. Right. So, um, Tim, I have several old Nintendo Powers because I was I a subscriber back have... in the day. I so, didn't know there were 285 episodes of it. Uh, issues, yeah. Um, I do not have all of them. I've got selective ones. I do have... I have. I didn't start subscribing, I think, until the 8th issue. So technically, I don't have the like first 1 through 7. But I've got, uh, I've got like, oh, 5 or 6 years worth. And then after that, I've got the final issue as well. So, um, But I love Nintendo Power Magazine. It's one of my favorite things to read when I was a kid, Tim. And um, just got you so <coughs> excited and pumped up for the games and everything like that. So it's kind of cool that you can now relive all that without having to store all those magazines at your house so there you go oh delusional says am i planning to stream on twitch late at night in my hot tub tim <laughs> um i guess we'll see uh you know i mean i'm i might be a hot tub gaming right yeah. no, isn't that a thing now on twitch i don't know is it i don't want to do hot tub arcade game repair that doesn't seem like a <laughs> good combination <laughs> if i'm sitting right? in my hot tub trying to repair games from there just it seems like an awful awful way to do that but um uh you know um hot tub time machine yeah Maybe that's it. i don't know no i mean it's one of those things that i always just thought was cool right but i didn't want to pull the trigger over the summer like at the end of the summer somewhere on clearance here for about 229 and i really wanted to pull the trigger but i wanted that under 200 price just because yeah. i don't know how much i'm going to use it right and so um and, so and they we'll normally see. run like five to seven hundred dollars yeah they're or not cheap so. yeah three three i can three to four hundred not yeah. as much as you would think three to four hundred but still so um but anyway yeah so we'll see what happens no late night streaming for me though okay mm. <laughs> or my wife so there we go um mr retro wolf says good evening all so there you go thanks Hello. for joining us so awesome awesome to have you here okay tim this was pretty big news as well there's a street there's a streets of rage adaptation from john wick creator acquired by lionsgate so okay. lionsgate has acquired the motion picture rights for the sega game opening the door for a film adaptation of the popular franchise so Derek kolstad who previously Wrote the John Wick films. Right. Okay. Which we love. Yeah. We'll write and produce this adaptation. For Colstead, working on a project such as this is a childhood dream. When Dimitri first mentioned the idea of cracking a Streets of Rage movie, I was so immediately freaking in, he said in a statement. And to play with Sega, the 10-year-old me is still grinning. Mm -hmm. So there you go. It's, it's, I like it when projects get in the hands of people who are fans. Right. You know, because I feel like a, a true fan of a franchise is more is going to give that franchise the respect it deserves. I hope so. So I'm hoping that the Streets of Rage movie is good. Tim, we have seen a rash of video game movies. Of course, Sonic the Hedgehog was really popular Mm -hmm. for Sega. The Super Mario movie is coming out pretty soon, which looks really good. And so I hope Streets of Rage is just as good as some of the ones that we've seen recently. So um, let's see. Uh, John K says, perfect use for the Ryobi inflator. See, look, I can inflate my hot tub. (laughs) There we go. It has its own inflator, by the way. Anyway. Um, Let's go on with the news section here, Tim. We have a there's a new Atari arcade game, I and I can't this. put it down. That's the the title of this article mm-hmm. from Ars Technica. Um, so Vector Sector, Tim, is what it's right. called. So what really makes Victor, Vector Sector shine, though, is the pacing. Each section lasts under a minute, but somehow captures the core experience of a much longer and slower paced arcade arcade inspirations complete with tight modern feeling analog controls the result is a game that retains the best features of the classic arcade era the instant accessibility the easy to read presentation the addictive reflex heavy chase for high scores without any data design issues or technological limitations of the time tim 
Vector Sector, Sector takes like several um, art Atari Vector games and kind of puts them in like one. a mm-hmm. kind of like in one. So yeah. like some of the levels are like Tempest, some of the le- and I forget what the other um, the, the two other games they crib from are. But there are there are, are a couple of different vector games that um, that this game takes inspiration from, and everybody who's played it says it's great. Okay. And it's on the Atari 50th Anniversary Collection. For those of you guys who have that, have a console capable of playing that, I that is on my Christmas list. Okay. The Atari 50th Anniversary for the Switch because you know I have a Switch, Tim. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to playing it myself. But everything I've heard about this game is super positive. Um, vector Sector is the name of it, and I, I even have seen people make arcades of the game. To okay. where they can play it. And so, like, on an arcade cabinet. Kind of like what we did for Ge- uh, Geometry Wars. Right. You remember that? I remember that. And so, um, you know, it's cool It's cool to see these vector-style games. Because, like, my kids have no idea what that is. Right. Like, you know, unless they play it on, like, one of the cabinets or mm-hmm. something like that. They're not real sure. And if you don't play it on a vector monitor, sometimes something's lost in translation. But I heard that the developer of Vector Sector took great care in trying to emulate that vector monitor style. Okay. And so that makes me feel good about it. And from what everybody says, it is really great. So if you have the Atari 50th Anniversary Collection, make sure you check out Vector Sector. Or if you're getting it, uh, definitely something that everybody seems to be really excited about. Cool. And the last news story, Tim, this one kind of snuck in under the wire, is the 50th anniversary of the release of Punk. Okay. And so... um you know, Pong, for some people, uh, for kids nowadays, just seems like something that their parents used to scare them as to what video games used to be like. Mm-hmm. But we all know there was a Pong at one time, and uh, and it was a big deal. Tim, I watched Semi-Pro last night uh, okay. for some reason. I, it was on HBO Max, and I wanted something funny than mindless. Mm-hmm. And in there, like, they're in the um, they're in the locker room, and you see the, you see them going at it. And you see, like, guys going, oh, look at you, he stuffed you! And they're playing Pong. Uh, <laughs> so, so, which is pretty funny. But um, in just Last 50 years, Pong has survived the hyper-evolution of technology popping up in new contexts and now actual living neuronal cultures, Tim. While Cortico Labs has has um, our plans to introduce its dish brain to new, more complex games, Pong will continue to have its admirers ready to be reprogrammed, reinvented, and replayed. Tim, this is such an iconic game. It's a game when people mention, like, old video games, Pong is probably the first one that For comes sure. to most people's minds. Uh, it's just amazing how its legacy has endured for several generations now. So, um, and like I said, it's still fun to play. And um, somebody, I was listening to a radio show, and they asked him, what was the last game you played? And it was Pong. You know what it was? It was that um, Pong table. You know, right. like the one I'm talking about, the 3D like Pong at, uh, table? Times Square. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, so our local arcade, Grand Slam, has it. But um, I played at Dave & Buster's. There's a four-player one. Yeah, and me and a buddy, um, we went to Dave and Buster's recently, Tim, and we played, and it was fun. We went to the video game museum. We went right. to Dave and Buster's. I think we talked about that last episode. Mm-hmm. And the four player pong was really fun. Cool. So I mean, you know, it's you have four people on each side, and like it's knockout. You get like three. If it passes you three times, you're out, and whoever's mm-hmm. the winner is gets a bundle of tickets, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So really cool stuff. But pong is still a great game, Tim. What was the first time you played pong? Was it an, at an arcade? No, it was, it was a probably unit? on a home unit. Uh, Magnavox. Okay. Probably uh, played some Pong. I remember when you used it to It wasn't have, one of the dedicated ones? I uh, think so, yeah. Okay, it was a dedicated? I think it was. Okay. If I remember right, yeah. Gotcha. Because, I mean, you know, that was back when, before the 2600 and some of and the cartridge-based systems came out, guys, like, they just released one game right. console that played the one game. So you had the Pong console, the combat console... Uh, what other, what other single game consoles did you have, Tim? Um, oh, of course, I had the Atari twenty six hundred. But like um, just the single game. The ones. single game. 
You have any? You had some of the colloquia? I think we did, but I bought it later. Now, at early in life, I didn't have them, but uh, we did. We had a, in my collection, probably still in some tubs in storage. Um, we did have um, some kind of racing game. No, oh, I remember that. And uh, Pong, there was the three sided one too. Remember the three sided one? They had like a racing, had like a steering wheel, had something else. Yeah, something else. I, I it's remember. been a while since I pulled a lot of that stuff out. I probably need to maybe yeah. have gold. Somebody's looking for that stuff in there, but absolutely. So, well, Pong is definitely something that I think we all enjoy. That uh, the classic like yellow um, arcade cabinet is pretty um, iconic too, Tim, in its own right. So um, definitely a fun game to play. So even now. So, well, Tim, that's going to wrap it up, I think, for the arcade section of this month's episode. So let's go ahead and do our normal stuff here. We do want to remind everybody that uh, we want your arcade-related videos. If you want some free advertising for your YouTube channel, we're looking for people to submit short videos, 10 minutes or less, about arcade-related topics. If that's you, you can send a link to your video to questions at arcaderepairtips.com, and our staff will review it. If we like it, we'll use it during one of our live show episodes. Make sure you put in a plug for your channel so people will know where to find you, and we look forward, as always, to seeing your submissions. Tim, we haven't gotten any submissions in a while. But this is really to help any arcade-related arcade related channels out there. It doesn't have to even be repair. But arcade-related channels, if you guys are on the cusp of maybe getting monetized, we want to help you get over that hump. And so if we can you know, send some of our um, viewers to your, to your channel, your page, then we would love to do that, help you out. So again, if you want to do that, questions at arcaderepairtips.com. Send us a little short video, and uh, if we like it, we'll use it. And then, Tim, we have all of our contact information. We have our general email address at questions at arcaderepairtips.com. Questions at arcaderepairtips.com. If you want to make sure it gets mentioned on the live show, make sure you put live show in the subject, and we will address it on the next live show episode. Again, that's questions at arcaderepairtips.com. Questions at arcaderepairtips.com. We also have our YouTube page at youtube.arcaderepairtips.com. And we do try to co- uh, cover comments from the last live show on the next episode. So if you guys are watching this and you leave a comment about a question you may have, then you do want to make sure that um, you watch the next episode because, Tim, a lot of times we will cover it. So, um, but that is youtube.arcaderepairtips.com. Now, for those of you guys who, um, for those of you guys who may be listening to this on the audio feed and you want to watch the after show, mm-hmm. you do have to go to the YouTube page for this episode to watch the after show. We do not put the after show on the audio podcast. So again, youtube.arcaderepairtips.com is where you can find that and just look up episode 70. Fast forward to, you know, about halfway to the end of the video and you'll probably see the after show, right, Tim? Yep. So there you go. And then we have our podcast feed that contains our live show audio, our interviews when we do the interviews podcast, our question and answer podcast, and other things. You can find that on our iTunes page at itunes.arcaderepairtips.com, itunes.arcaderepairtips.com. Now, if you haven't left a review in a while, Tim, go ahead and leave a review there for us, too. Um, You know, so we'd love to do those. So if you uh, like the show, leave a review. If you don't like the show, email us. Let us know what you don't like. We'd be happy to fix that as well or take your comments under consideration for sure. But again, that's itunes.arcaderepairtips.com if you have an iOS device or if you'd like to leave us a review. We also have our Spotify page at spotify.arcaderepairtips.com. Spotify.arcaderepairtips.com. Tim, we'll be talking about Spotify in the after show. Okay. I am a huge Spotify fan. I do not use it for my personal podcasting, but I do use it for for music for sure okay so we'll talk about some spotify stuff i got my um wrapped which do you know what spotify wrapped is yes okay so i got my spotify wrapped we'll talk about what is on it so you guys can find that and we have our stitcher page at stitcher.arcaderepairtips.com for those of you who may not use itunes or spotify would rather use stitcher stitcher.arcaderepairtips.com or 
Just search for Arcade Repair wherever fine podcasts are aggregated and you'll find us. Check that out. We have our Facebook page at facebook.arcaderepairtips.com, facebook.arcaderepairtips.com, and our Twitter feed at twitter.arcaderepairtips.com. Yes, Tim, we are still there and no plans to leave as of yet. So unless the whole platform dies, we'll be there. That's my that's my thing. I are ain't we leaving. verified? No, what? Right. Uh, we are not verified. <laughs> but we ain't leaving unless we get kicked off by Elon. So right. <laughs> we are staying there as long as they'll have us. So mm-hmm. there you go. Twitter.arcaderepairtips.com. Facebook.arcaderepairtips.com. The same information pretty much on both pages. So if you just if you're more of a Twitter person, just subscribe to the Twitter feed. You won't miss anything on the Facebook page. And if you're more of a Facebook person, just subscribe to the Facebook feed. You don't have to worry about Twitter. And we want to thank Mark for all of his contributions. And Tim, I think he had a post for Veterans Day. Um, Mark is also a veteran, and we want to thank him for his service in that way as well. For sure. So there you go. Tim, is there anything else we left out as far as the arcade part goes? I don't think so. Do we have another question or anything in the ch- chat um, before no, we go? Um, let's see. Jumping General says, open up your own arcade. I, we talked about this last time. We had one. Uh, right. So uh, for those of you guys who don't... Um, Current Photograph says Atari brings lots of memories. Yeah, so the Pong, 50 years of Pong, Tim, makes you feel old. A long time, yeah, it does. And uh, Vector Sector, though, the fact that, you know, Atari, we did that article, Tim, about Atari trying to reinvent itself. And Mm -hmm. so maybe things like Vector Sector is an indication of what we can expect from Atari. I mean, do you really want Atari to be like that? Do you want them to be like a new video game developer now, or do you want them to put out more classic stuff, stuff that's like the stuff they used to put out, but maybe updated? Is that maybe. what we want? I mean, because that so. seems to be the way that they're going. So, um, you know, I don't know. I think it's a preference, whatever you think. But it does bring up some good me- memories, like Current Phonograph says. So, um, other than that, Tim, I think we're going to sign off here. Now, after show, uh, me and Tim got to watch a lot of movies. Yes. So we're going to be talking a lot of movies in the after show. We're going to be talking about what we did during Thanksgiving because we haven't mm-hmm. seen you guys since then, and Black Friday and other things. We'll talk about uh, crypto, FTX, anyone? Yeah. Uh, we'll <laughs> talk about that. Um, we'll talk about sports, as we always do. Spotify, like I mentioned. I got to play Beat Saber for the first time, Tim. Now, I know uh, like people are like, you haven't played this thing. It's been like two or three years, right? <laughs> right. But I have not. I have not played Beat Saber because a VR setup is kind of expensive. Yeah, it is. And so I got to play that, and it was a lot of fun. We'll talk about that. Um and I think that's it. Tim, anything you want to talk about in the after show? No, just hope that everybody has a Merry Christmas. Thank you for watching. If you're getting off here, if not, stick around. We'll have some more fun. We'll have, have a few laughs and uh, tell some stories, whatever. Uh, who knows what we'll talk about. It kind of depends on you, so stick around. We'll... We'll go into the And the, the good next news, show. Tim, is that the football game's just about to start. So yeah. we got you, got you out of here in time for the football game. If you stay tuned to the after show, we can talk about that, too, if you want mm-hmm. to. We can talk about NFL. Um, last time on this, Heat Gun, if you want it, contest at ArcadeRepairTips.com. Send us an email. And, Tim, what's the keyword? Santa. Santa. Make sure you put Santa in there. If you don't and you get selected, I'm going to throw you out. So you don't get it. We have, Tim, I have to select another number. <laughs> so, again... Contest at ArcadeRepairTips.com. Send us an email there. And keyword Santa. And you will be entered to win this. You have 24 hours from about 5 o'clock tomorrow, 5.30 tomorrow, okay, if you want an opportunity to win this. So we hope to send this to somebody, get it to them before Christmas, so that this may be our gift to you. Maybe. You never know. So there you go. Okay, Real Hammer Billy Lee says, have a Merry Christmas, everyone. So there you go. And we would reiterate that. Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope that you and your family have a wonderful one and that you uh, come back here for the first of the year. And we'll start 2023 
Golly, mm-hmm. that sounds crazy. Is a long time. Oh, golly, it's making me feel old. <laughs> so, but from all of us here at Arcade Repair Tips, we just want to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate. We wish you a great celebration, and we will see you next month for the next live show. If this is your off ramp, or we'll see you um, in the after show. If you guys just want to stay, stick around for five to ten minutes, and you're watching this on YouTube, you can do that as well. But Tim, we do want to remember here at Arcade Repair Tips when we fix the game. We play the game. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you soon. After show in five to ten minutes or next month. Take care. Thank you for watching this episode of the Arcade Repair Tips live show. All of our past episodes are available on our website at ArcadeRepairTips.com or on our YouTube page. This show is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult a professional before attempting to repair any coin-operated machines yourself. The preceding program is a Varcade Entertainment production.